Welcome back into the Jaycation Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Paul, and we are back for episode number 13. On this podcast, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to bring a special guest on as we talk about the adventure of the seas. I recently went on that uh, vacation with my family, including my parents, and I have brought on a special guest, my dad, Joel Paul. Joel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jason. It's a pleasure to be here. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, let's get into it. Let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about that cruise in general. We went on the Adventure of the Seas. Uh, that was out of Fort Lauderdale. And it was a, I believe it was a um, Western Caribbean cruise, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And, yeah, and we had uh, four ports to call. So before we get into all that, let's start where we start on the cruise ship. So why did you choose this particular cruise, this itinerary, this whole, what made you pick this one? Number one was that uh, we have not been to many of the places that this cruise went to, Honduras, Belize. Uh, we have been to Cozumel, and Perfect Day before it was Perfect Day. So that okay. was... So you actually went before it was, they did the whole steel used to be on CV, TV and all the commercials and stuff. Okay. That is correct. Okay, cool. All right, so ports were very important to you. on When you go on cruising, the ports, ports were, are very important. But there was other th reasons to get the, uh, the schedules had to be all uh, in sync, as well as it was a very special cruise. It was our 50th anniversary. Yeah, that's true. It was your, your and mom's 50th yeah. anniversary. It was my wife's birthday. And then our anniversary yeah. was also later on, too. So it was kind of fun. We got to do like a, a, a three-way thing there with, with all the uh, different anniversaries and special things we were celebrating, um, as well as kind of an early celebration for my daughter's birthday um, yes. and your granddaughter's birthday. Yes. And um, so it worked out perfectly. And yeah, you're right. With um, planning a cruise with another party, there is little logistics you got to work out is who can be off when and when can you go? And then it kind of narrows it down and then you kind of pick your best situation there. Um, I agree with that. So being that that was, uh, but how the we... good part of it was go that ahead. we had picked up, um, this was six months in the making. Oh yeah. It took a while to plan this and the, the setup. because of the schedules so that, uh, it was important that we picked the right dates. I agree. I agree completely. And it had to work out exactly for everybody's schedule. And all, like we talked about, that was, that was a big deal. Um, how did you, now I can say for, for my listeners on my side, we drove, we always drive to the port. That's what we did. How did you guys get to the port itself? We also drove. Okay. Where uh, did you drive from? What from area? Springfield, Virginia okay. or Washington DC area. Okay. Uh, took 95 straight down to Fort Lauderdale. Oh yeah. For all my Northern Virginia friends, I used to live in Northern Virginia, but, um, for all my Northern Virginia friends, yeah. Coming to any of these cruise ships that, especially out of Florida, it's, Literally like, what do we do, honey? Get on 95. Well, then what do we do? Drive right. for 16 hours or drive for 13 hours or whatever, depending on where you're going. It's literally just a straight shot, which is really nice and maybe boring a little bit. I like driving, but... Some well, there was a lot of places to stop. I mean, a lot of uh, sightseeing, a lot of uh, uh, historical areas, Charleston, South Carolina, uh, Savannah was one of the places that we stopped at. Uh, yeah, because you actually did, um, if I remember, you did... Obviously, we drove separately because we're coming from different states, but you did two stops on the way down. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah, because yeah, you did South Carolina and then the night before with us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and we stopped at, uh, what were, where did we stop in Florida? Oh, uh, Palm Cocoa, Gardens. Uh, Palm, Garden, Palm Beach Gardens. Palm Beach Gardens. Yeah, that's yes. right. That's true. Um, and that's something I always recommend to my, my listeners. Um, if you're, I don't care if you're flying, driving, whatever, you know, coming by a helicopter, whatever you're doing, come in the day before. 
or the night before or whatever. So you get a good, I know it's a little more expensive. And if, if for budgetary reasons, if you can't do it, I get it. I've been there, right? But if you have the mon- the monetarian means to do it, come in at least the night before so you can sleep at your hotel, get a decent night's sleep. Um, and then the next morning, wake up, have, have breakfast at the hotel, whatever you want to do, right? Go to Starbucks, whatever, you, whatever floats your boat. And then you can drive to the port and actually enjoy the first day. Um, my family, when I first started cruising, we would drive 16 hours straight from Northern Virginia, get, get in the area at like, let's say eight or nine in the morning, go to like a waffle house or Denny's or whatever was open at the plate, wherever we were, and then get on the ship at 11. And then before the ship leaves at four, you're kind of already crashing because you're so tired from 16 hours of driving. So it's nice to break it up with a hotel, which is what we did. I think it's a little bit safer too, but, um, and you guys did too. An hour away. So it was much easier to get to the port at uh Fort Lauderdale Fort Lauderdale yeah Fort Lauderdale Fort Everglades uh, but uh a interesting story was when we first started um your aunt would fly into the uh port and the la- I think this one was Fort Lauderdale the plane was late she had literally a half hour to get on to get a get off the plane and to the port, which is right next door, but it takes about a half an hour actually to uh, go from one place to the uh, to the next, and she just literally made it to the uh, to the ship. Yeah, I don't recommend anybody nowadays with with flights and how hectic the schedules are, and we all know about all the cancellations and stuff that go on no matter where you are in the United States. Um, I don't recommend uh, cutting it that close. Obviously, you know if you're if your ship leaves at four in the afternoon and they usually have final boarding, they want it about three, usually about an hour beforehand. Um, make sure your plane's getting in it really early. And like I said, don't personally, I don't recommend uh, doing it the day of come in the night before just you, save yourself the headache. It's not worth it. Um, all right, well, let's get into it now. Um, you got to the port that way. How was the parking at uh, Fort Lauderdale for you? Parking was great. It's right outside of the terminal. Um, no more than, I don't know a football field actually but uh the first thing you do you come up to the terminal you come to the curb and they take your uh baggage luggage out of the car put it on a uh, carrier you then uh, get back into your car drive to the parking lot which is literally steps from the terminal yeah. You park your car, there's no part. The parking was easy. Um, spaces galore all over the place. And it was very easy. We just then just turned around, picked up our carry-ons, walked into the terminal, and that was it. Cool. Yeah, and that's um, that ship uh, at Fort Lauderdale. It's uh, Terminal 18 mainly is where you're going to do. That's the Oasis class port, but that's also where they bring also the other ships. Um, we adventure the seas for... People that don't know is uh, class wise of, of size wise is two down from from the Oasis class. So it's a much smaller ship. Doesn't mean it's bad or anything. It just it's size wise is a little bit different. So the amount of spaces they're going to have that is set up to accommodate Oasis number of Oasis passengers, and that would also mean possibly an Oasis class set of passengers coming on and coming off. So they have to have enough spaces for both those people, um, and they do a great job there. And we're, when we're talking about parking, we're referring to uh, this is the Royal Caribbean parking. At all these ports, you can go to third-party parking places. Um, I, I don't have a comment of whether they're good or bad. Do them at your own risk, right? But this is sponsored by Royal Caribbean. It's staffed. It's got security there 24-7. They have cameras everywhere, so they're watching your car. I've parked there every time I've been to Fort Lauderdale. 
uh, for a cruise. Never had any issues with it whatsoever. And like my dad said, it's not very expensive. It's more expensive than a third party one for sure. Um, I want to say it's roughly, I don't remember the exact price. I'll say 120 to 150 for the week. Um, it's so much per day. I don't remember. You can look it up, but just the, the feeling of knowing that your car is safe, knowing that, you know, it's going to be it's plenty close. of room. Yeah. It's close. And that the fact you can literally, because normally, uh, when my family comes into pier to port, we have all our bags. You're coming out of the terminal. You're done with your cruise. You have your carry ons and your regular bags. My, my, uh, family will get to a certain point, stop on the curb somewhere where you know, kind of everybody congregates and then I'll go get the car bring it around, throw the bags in, boom, we're on the way out, you know, back, back home. Um, and that works great. And when you're doing that, you're not walking very far. You're literally walking across, I don't know, like my dad said, like maybe half of a football field and then you're getting to the car and then it's just going, you know, finding wherever your car is in the lot. So it's really nice. Um, let's get into the ship. Part However, now. it was also convenient to the point of that. Most of these places are uh, close to 95 or whatever the highway is. To get there, you're not going through. Um, if you're taking a third party parking lot, you could be driving five or ten miles away. Yeah, that's if you're doing. Yeah, that's true. You can do ones really far away, and also you can do stuff where um, certain uh, hotels chains, uh, certain hotels, especially near the piers or the ports. Excuse me. They will offer. Um, you know, you you get a hotel room there, and then you can leave your car there for seven days. And uh, some of them do it for free. Some of them charge you a $25 a day, $20 a day, whatever they want to charge. And it fluctuates. And I'm sure it's different today than it will be when you listen to this in a year. Um, so take that all into account. But are they really monitoring your cars? Are, you know, is there really security you know, watching who's coming in, who's coming out? Probably not. Are they monitoring your cars 24-7? Probably not. So you got to use that all in what you're comfortable with. But that's a good point, too. If you do park, you might park further away which then means you have to get an Uber or a Lyft or a taxi or whatever you like to do to then get back to the port. Whereas this one, you're just literally walking. Like you never can not see the port when you're at the parking lot. And if you go to some ports like Port Everglades, for instance, that's a garage. So it's really nice too. And that one's nice too, because it's even covered there, which is really nice. Right. Um, but anyway, let's skip all that. Let's move forward now. So you got to the port. So how long would you say it actually took you from the part when you've actually parked your car to when you walked on the ship? 20 minutes. Okay, so about 10, 20 minutes, something. That's pretty usual. Um, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later too, but we, on uh, this cruise, we had booked um, junior suites. And we'll get to that a little later. Um, but when you're in suites, one of the benefits is, besides all the sweet stuff that we'll talk about later, but one of the other benefits is you do get to go to the suites, um, different oh, lines. The lines. They, they have different suites. lines. Yeah. Okay, now I remember. There yeah. was... Yeah. So it gets you around, uh, you know, not that you're better than anybody or anything like that, but it gets you to cut in line. You go through a separate entrance, you have a separate thing, you have separate, um, check-in separate security line. It's all a little bit different. So obviously for there, when all the suites are coming on, it could be slow. Right. But if you do it right, like when we got there, we literally just got there, walked on. I think ours time from there was probably 10 minutes for us. I mean, we were there a little bit, like I said, about hour different than you. Um, so that could just be hit or miss thing, but we literally walked on, they said, oh, you're in a suite, checked our paperwork, cool, went to a lady, checked in, did some questions, are you sick, let me see your passport, whatever, checked your stuff, you already did all the stuff on the app, and then we were literally on the ship in 10 minutes, we just walked right on. Now um, that I recall, you got on the ship at 12 o'clock, that was your reservation time, ours was so, yeah. 12.30, which meant that there were more people of, uh, around, which made it a little, a uh, few more minutes to get through the line. Sure, but it's way better than it was in the old days, for yeah. sure. With the app, it's way better. Um, 
that Fort Lauderdale is one of the piers for sure where they, one of the ports for sure where they deal with the app. So I always tell people when you're with Royal Caribbean, uh, before you go on the cruise, like as you're getting ready to go, whatever, download the app. So you have it on your phone. Um, you're going to check in on your app. Okay. I recommend do that. You're going to take your picture already. You're already going to scan your passport. Um, you already fill in all your information and stuff like that. You've already put your credit card, uh, linked it. So that's what will be linked to your CPAS card. Um, and then that way, when you go on the ship, they're literally just verifying the information you've already given them, I've given them and you get walk, walk right on the ship. There's no, and you don't have to stop anymore. In the old days, you had to go up to the service desk and they would take your photo and then you would, they would give you your CPAS cards then and you would, you know, commence and walk on the ship. Nowadays, your CPAS card is when you get on the ship, it's already on your room. It's at your room in an envelope. It's a sealed envelope with like a tamper resistant thing so you can see if someone's opened it. And you literally go there, you go to your room, there's an envelope taped to your door or right near your door, pick it up, rip it open. There's your CPAS cards. Boom, use obviously one of them to go in your room and common sense after that. Um, so yours was about 20 minutes. Ours was about eh, 10, 15, somewhere in there. Um, honestly, I didn't time it, but it was really quick. Um, did you, and you you enjoyed the app as well, I'm assuming, as far as using that to show your documents? Oh, of course. Well. I mean, all the documents uh, can be uh, photographed and literally uh, um, uploaded to the card and everything else that they have all the information. It's perfect. Nope. I mean, there was no, not a thing wrong with the, uh, with the app. We never had a problem with all the trips that we have taken. We've never really had an app, a problem with the apps and the apps coincide with everything that you need. So it's everything is synced. Yeah. And I'll say too, that um, I recommend this for everybody. Now, when you get the app, you're going to go, when you get to the, the main uh, person that's going to check you in, they're going to ask to see your app. If you have your app, if you have a phone, you're going to show them the app and they'll do a little gun thing and scan your yep. barcode and write, that's it. Right. However, I always recommend all my guests, um, print out a copy. You're going to, I'm going to email you stuff through Jcation, And obviously if you're booking some other way, you'll get it too. But, but print out a copy of your onboard paperwork. You'll know what it is when you get it. Um, just have a copy. Like I always throw a copy in a Ziploc bag along with our passports and stuff. And I keep it in your check, uh, your carry on lug luggage, excuse me. Don't put it in your check in luggage. So then you have to go find it. And that's a nightmare. Put in your carry on luggage, know which pockets in. So you're not holding up the line being one of those people. Um, and you just pull it out. And that way, if they, they're going to want to see your passports anyway, so you're going to show them to them. It's going to, they're going to verify it matches what you already scanned and stuff like that. And then if for some reason your phone doesn't work, your battery dies, uh, whatever. There's a cluster with the cell service or something like that, right? You still have a backup to show them the paperwork. They can scan it. That's the same thing as the app. So do both. Faster is with the phone, obviously, but you still got to print one, in my opinion, to have that backup. All right. So uh, we got on board now. What were your first impressions of the Adventure of the Seas? It looked like a hotel. It has all the uh, appointments. It had all the... Uh amenities of a of a resort so you didn't think it looked outdated or anything in today's time period it didn't matter it, it, but it was not outdated right i mean it That's was all updated um a lot of the normal the new stuff the uh glass and, and steel and all that other stuff but beyond that it was the carpeting is nice it's not uh, old. Everything is clean. Everything is. And it smelled clean too. I know like, it smelled yeah. clean. It was clean. And these, there's people all at all times 
cleaning. Yeah, detail, like detailing, detailing, wiping stuff down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like watching a car being detailed. Yeah, I don't remember um, off the top of my head. This this ship obviously obviously has been amplified since it was first built because it does have the slides on it. That's how you can always tell. Um, it does have all that stuff on it. I don't remember the date, but it's not as far as amplification time to now. It hasn't been that many years. Um, I want to say it was. I think this is the ship that was amplified right before the the coronavirus stuff. And then because of that, obviously no one sold sailed for a while. And so it hasn't actually been used for that many years since the coronavirus. So it looked really nice. They did a great job with it. Um, and like I said, it's a smaller ship, but that you do, it's up to you. Like every ship is really nice and they all have lots of amenities and we'll go over some of that as we keep going. Um, now what kind of, we kind of already briefly touched on this a little bit, but what kind of stateroom did you guys have on this cruise? We had a, the junior suite. Do you remember your room number by any chance? 1628. Okay. That's just for some people. I know some people like to look this stuff up and, and uh, check that stuff out. So you had junior suite, uh, 1628. Now had you uh, and mom ever been in a junior? What is the, what, are, what do you normally sail in? What, what normally class do you go in? Just a uh, state room with a balcony. You do a balcony normally. Yes, okay. Normally. So have you ever done an interior? Many years ago, we okay. have done interior. We have Sin- done most of the what is available. We've done interiors. We've done um, uh, portholes. Okay, so a little uh, the ocean view. They call the it, ocean yeah. view, and we have done balconies. Okay, you know. and on this cruise, what um, what made you want to upgrade to a junior suite on this cruise since you had never done one before? Our travel agent had found a great deal that came up that we didn't even know about because. You don't check. You don't know how to check to see if there is a special rate coming up. And who is your travel agent? Shameless plug. Jaycation. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. Obviously, guys, I'm. I was the travel agent, obviously. But what he's talking about is, um, we we both for the first time wanted to experience because this was a really special event. Like I said, there were. If you count my daughter's birthday in there too, even though it was a couple months later than that, um, there were really four different things going on at that, you know, that we were all kind of humbling together to, to make it a really fun experience. So we kind of wanted to upgrade the experience. Uh, we did do, we both booked balconies. Um, that was the original booking we did because I, I think kind of, in my opinion, uh, once you go ocean view balcony, you're not going to go lower than that. Unless, unless you're really trying to do a budget trip, which is totally fine too. But I mean, that's, I, I, I can go on and on about ocean view balconies, but anyway, we did that. So we booked the cruise and what my dad's talking about, we did that. And uh, after we booked the cruise, I'm going to say, I don't remember exactly when, but maybe like a week later as your travel agent, I'm always, or anybody's travel agent, I'm always checking the, the every day I check the prices because as you know, before final payment, you can always rebook at the lower price. So if they drop their prices down, you keep everything the same. Nothing changes on your ship except for the amount you have to pay. Um, we talked about this, uh, other times you've probably seen some of my marketing and stuff like that, but this happens all the time, right? Well, what I've hadn't had happen before is this time, one time I was looking and like I said, it was me, my wife and my daughter. So I kind of was like, Hmm, maybe a junior suite would be nice because a junior suite basically is a ocean view balcony room. That's a little wider. It's a little bit wider. It's not ginormously wider, but it's a nice bit wider. And I thought, Hey, with three by Royal Caribbean standards, three adults, because anything over 12 is considered an adult, um, to have that little extra space might be really nice. I wonder how much it would be to upgrade us to that. Would that be monetarily make sense? Um, and so when I looked for us, I noticed that it was, uh, I'm going to, I don't remember the exact number. But we're going to say roughly it was about $450 
for oh, the three of us to move up. Total, total, for total, like 150 a person. Um, and that's, to me, dirt cheap for a seven-night cruise per person. Um, so we talked about it, and we decided that was a good idea for us. And I was calling my parents and talking to them about it, just saying, hey, this is what we decided to do. I think this, plus you get double points and all the benefits of a junior suite and stuff like that. But more importantly, we're going to have more space. And then my parents were like, hmm, well, we would like more space. And so I was like, cool. And so I looked up theirs, and I want to say yours off the top of my head was 300, 300. I think it was the same. I think it was like 150 a person. So in that situation, it's a no brainer, uh, in my opinion. So we both, so we both got upgraded to a junior suite. It's not always like that. Sometimes junior suites could be $1,200 more. That's up to you. If you think that's a good deal or not. Uh, I don't, but, but some people might. Um, so for us, it was, uh, it was nothing, um, to, to talk about there was perfect decision. And so we both upgraded the junior suite. Um, so let's talk about your room specifically. And with your room, did you have a lot of, because this is a complaint people have on cruise ships of any brand and, you know, different cruise ships on Royal Caribbean, of course, as well. Did you have a lot of outlets? Did you have a lot of USB chargers? It was quite surprisingly how big this room was for a junior suite. Um, Yes, there was the, you know, whatever, the king-size bed and all that, but it still had room for a couch and two chairs and a coffee table. Uh, That was a surprise to have that much room, plus the balcony, which was a double size, I believe. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah my, I think it's one and a half. I think because because the 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 ocean view balcony rooms normally will also have a couch, a table, and two chairs, uh, or at least a couch and one chair. At least they usually have it. But this is a much it's it's a half room wider. If that right. makes sense to anybody, so you notice it though big time. The hallways aren't squishy. No, no, no. The the bed was there, and this seating area was actually separate and with room. Yeah, I mean this was not a normal stateroom, it was obviously upgraded. But the other thing that we noticed was the luggage area, not the luggage, closet. Yeah, yeah, you have a walk-in closet. We had a walk-in closet. Now, my wife likes to overpack Mm -hmm. since we were driving. It didn't make any difference. We were going on an airplane, so she overpacks. We always overpacked. We never know what's going to happen, and... We just overpack. Sure. And that way too, right. if you want on the way home, if you want to stop somewhere else, you have, you have the clothes and the stuff to do that if you want to. Which we did right. anyways, because sure. that's what our plan was. However, after we unpacked, and I'm sure we had big bags and all this other stuff, there were still room in the closet. Yeah, it's a big closet for, for, um, for people. If you're interested, you can go on YouTube and you can... Look up uh, Adventure of the Seas, Junior Suites. You can pull up. They're all the same, um, roughly. You know, there might be one that's a little bit different, but they're all the same. They are real, wa- I'm talking legit walk-in closets. Like, you could literally put, like, a cot bed in there and sleep. <laughs> it's big. It's big space in there. So for those people who bring lots of luggage and, you know, you ha- normally you have to bring, like, you- normally I recommend people bring soft bag luggage so you can collapse it, throw it under your bed um, because the hard shells aren't going to fit right. under your bed. Um, that's a little pro tip there as well. But, uh, but in this room, it didn't matter because you could just, if you had everything hard shell, you could just throw it all in there and you still have so much room, so much shelving and there was ample storage. But as far as outlets, how were the outlets in the room? Uh, the outlets then outlets, USB, if that you were kind talking of USB outlets, uh, well, and outlets too, just power outlets as well. 
it was all over the room. Uh, there were extra USB outlets um, on the reading lamps. That's nice. That's a nice touch. You know, there were two, obviously, two bed tables as well. Uh, there were plug-ins. Yeah, well, I know usually you have a few at the desk there under the mirror, like the vanity area. Yes. So it was easy to use the uh, multi USB charger that we bring uh, that we bring along, um, because you have extra things. You have the phone. You besides your phone, you have earphones. You have iPads, computers, iPads, whatever. computers, or whatever else you want to think about. So the multi USB charger are, is a good idea. Yeah, but there are places to plug these things in that, that you we don't have. That we didn't run out of space. That's good. There were a lot of uh, places, as I said, the USB at the reading lamps were. Uh, yeah, that's a nice touch because they don't. You don't see that on. I've been on a lot of different cruise ships, and I don't ask me why it's not a standard issue. It probably is nowadays as they're building them now. Um, but this was obviously an old, a little bit older ship before they refurbished it, and it, just because it goes in for a refurbishment does not mean that they go hit every stateroom and fix every stateroom. They do certain things on these, re, re, you know, like they put the slides in, but they might not really screw with the, the rooms too much, or they might screw with all the rooms and not do slides. It depends. You got to know what they're doing. But um, a lot of cruise ships, you do not see uh, as much, as much, well, definitely you don't have as many power outlets. You usually have like two usually. Right. And if you bring a, an adapter for a European one, you could use that and you have three technically. And then of course you have one in the bathroom, but um, who wants to charge their phone in the bathroom unless you have to. Um, but definitely the multi, uh, multi-USB charger is the way to go. That's also a pro tip from us. Okay, well, now we're on board. And the other question that everybody wants to know about is, how was your experience at the world-famous Windjammer, the buffet on board? The world-famous buffet was fine. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> what a raving review. It's nice, but in comparison to the other restaurants, uh, the Windjammers is a nice buffet. That's fine. Yeah, and that's fair because everybody knows that is the Windjammer going to be the same experience as going to the main dining room? Of course not. Um, but what, what, what in the regards to the Windjammer, was it full service or self serve? It for the, was for self, the most part. It was self serve. Okay, I mean, you went down a uh, not a conveyor belt, like a cafeteria, like, line. like a cafeteria. There were people behind the uh, behind the counters for help if you needed some. Um, Obviously, if you wanted a drink, there was somebody filling up uh, uh, glasses and glasses yeah. of, of of tea and uh, lemonade or water or whatever you need. Um, so there was there were a lot of staff around to make the experience uh, enjoyable. And they also do have the uh, and the Windjammer uh, on most ships too. They have. The uh, freestyle Coke machine there. So if you do have an ultimate drink package or a Coke drink pack, a refreshments package where you get the Coke cups and stuff, that you can go up there and fill that up with anything that's in the free mile, freestyle machine. That's one of the great places to go there and fill up throughout the day. Um, now, obviously, I know you're a big fan of the main dining room um, yes. because you like that elevated experience a little bit. So how was your main dining room experience? At, um, first of all, what kind of dining time did you do for this cruise? We did my time dining. Okay, and why did you think that that why did you choose my time binding versus a set schedule? The set schedule is fine, except you never know what you're going to be doing that particular day. You could be coming in late, you know, from an excursion or just from a visit to an island. Um, 
Also, 8 o'clock may be sometimes too late to eat, to begin eating, when you're hungry at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock. You never know from day to day. So my time is a good time because you can go there anytime. Yeah, that's my philosophy too. We've always done my time dining because I like to, when I'm on vacation, I don't want schedules. Um, you know, I have that at work. I don't need that when I'm on vacation and, and there to relax and stuff like that. So, you know, if I want to sit by the pool or like you said, you want to take a nap, you want to go to a flow ride or whatever you want to do on the cruise, or maybe you have a show that you really want to go see and dinners that you're, you're going to go at six o'clock cause you're scheduled to be there at six. Um, and the show starts at seven 30. Well, at main time dining, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, the main dining room, excuse me, you're not going to make it there by 6.30. They're not gonna, you're not going to be done then. You can usually tell them to hurry up. Kind of when you get there, you can say, like, hey, we got a show at 7.30. Can we, can we like order the appetizers and the food at the same time? And they'll do that. They'll help you out. But it can only come so fast. So that's it's the other thing. It's basically a two-hour experience. Yeah, and they've actually trimmed it down. That's one of the things I want to talk to you about. That used to be uh, one of the big complaints that Royal Caribbean was getting for a while was that the main dining room experience for people, this is obviously a big enough number that they switched it, was taking too long, about, like you said, about two hours. Um, so everybody knows by now, over the last year or so, on all the ships now, they've moved to a more condensed menu and then a themed menu every night. So each one night will be Mexican, one night will be Italy, one night will be, I don't know, France or whatever, right? And they'll kind of take you around to the different cuisines, which is really cool. They obviously have some new dishes. They've trimmed down the selection of your what they used to call your classics. Um, so that's... A little bit trimmed down, but in doing so, what they've tried to do is make it so that when you're seated at your table to when you get up your table because you're done will be no more than an hour and a half. Um, did you feel they did that on this cruise? Yes, it was enough time. To, it's usually a three or four course meal. That's if you consider soup and salad as sure, sure. And then two courses. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the main course and then you have your dessert. The food is always excellent. Sometimes it's different, but sometimes, but in most cases, it's, it's an excellent menu. Now, did, did you notice any um, uh, any problems with the heat of the food, like the the temperature of the food? I should say Sorry. temperature of the food is always hot and and ready to go. Because that's been it, another that complaint cold. too. They've had to, and this is from this is from Royal Caribbean saying what the guest responses have been that they were having problems with, you know, because there's so many people and because it's. So big, it's two hours windows, but there's multiple two hour windows going on all at the same time that it was hard to get sometimes the people, their food piping hot, like it should be, you know, you want a steak or you get a chicken, you want it to taste like a warm chicken. You don't want it to be like lukewarm or anything. Right. Um, how was your, now a lot of people don't understand this when you do, uh, okay. When you do uh set dining, like you reserve, you either do an early or a late, uh, dinner. So I don't remember the times off the top of my head, but let's say it's like six and eight. Okay. Right. Or something like that. If you get though, those, you show up at six o'clock you walk right in, you sit at your table because you have a signed table. You're going to be at that table every time, same staff every time. When you do my time dining, let's go on the same thing where it's six and eight. My time dining won't start till 6.30. There's a 30-minute buffer between the start of regular people dining and my time dining. Now, when you go to my time dining, and you also make reservations with my time dining, just so you can kind of give them a heads up of when you think you're going to be there. If you don't come at that time, no one cares. But right. what happens is you get there, a lot of people get confused on this. When you get to the main dining room area and you have my time dining, which I said is what we both did on this cruise, 
um, there'll be two lines, one that will say with reservations and one that will say without reservations. So common sense, if you have a reservation for six, seven o'clock and you're there for my time dining at seven o'clock, you get in the with reservation. If you're there, at, you know, not with the reservation, you get in the other one. Um, sometimes those lines can be a little bit slower because they are controlled by how many people are finishing up their meal that were there before you to free up tables and stuff like that. They also have other tables, but you know, that kind of thing. How did you feel the wait time was from when you got to the main dining room, you know, you're in that the entrance there and you're waiting in line or whatever till you actually got to sit down. How did you feel about the wait time? And was it real long? We never had a wait. Uh, Five minutes at the most at uh, any of the uh, times. Okay. But it seemed to move very quickly. They found our place. Um, they know one of the things that I was impressed with is they know where you sat p- the previous night. They try to put you back with the same waiter and the same wait crew. Uh, sometimes it's not possible and you have to sit someplace else. But what they are doing, they're very accommodating. They also know no matter where you're sitting, what you had the night before. If you ordered a Coke, you have a they bring you another Coke. If you ordered wine, they know where the wine is. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. They know where the, uh, if you ordered a drink, they know that you had a drink and they will ask you again. If, if, if you would rather have a before dinner drink. I've even had it. I've even had it in times where they know I, I, my big thing is I love a extra, extra, extra dirty, great goose martini. And they know for me when I, once I do that a couple of times, they, like my dad said, they'll pick up on that and they'll have that. They'll have that when I sit down, like it's already there. I've seen that too. Their, their customer service is outrageous. Um, what was your uh, favorite meal there that you had in the main dining room? We loved the lobster night. Okay. Let's face it. The lobster night is the best. Sure. Did you, uh, now there's a big stink going on, you know, in the Royal Caribbean community, they switched during the stuff when they switched the menus, like they did and all that stuff. One of the things they also switched was the old days you could go and you could get, um, as you know, many. as many lobster tails as you wanted. You could say, Hey, bring me 10 lobster tails and they'll just bring them. They don't care. Um, now it's, uh, I believe it's limited. You definitely get the one for free for sure. I don't remember. I think you don't, I don't think you get a second one and it tells you on the menu. It's like, I think 1695, but the prices could change at any time. Um, extra so if you want an extra one did you get an extra one or did you just do the one the free one and basically call it, it was day? sufficient for us uh, the one lobster tail plus with all the other um, extras that came with it the potatoes the appetizers, or the appetizers and all that it was a fulfilling meal i mean we were not we didn't leave the table hungry okay and that's what's important um so that was your favorite meal was the lobster and that's that's a good one obviously a lot of people like lobster which also usually is coincides with formal night too so if you're um, one of the people that likes to dress up and you want to be in a tux or a nice gown, if you're a lady or whatever, um, that's usually how you can tell on a, on a uh, seven night cruise, you're gonna have two formal nights. One of them is usually on the third or second or third from the end cruise night. That's your lobster tail night. And that's how you'll know too. Um, let's see here. So you said you had great service there. Did you notice though, any staffing issues at all in the main dining room? None that I saw. Okay, so I it mean, seemed to flow really it, well. Everything we flow, there was a head waiter, there's an assistant waiter, and then you have the bus staff, such as they fill the water, they bring you the bread, they do the extras that you need that the other two can't. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. To, um, they also have a maitre d' guy that will walk around or a girl, right. whatever. Um, that's another thing to remember, too. I, I forgot to send you this earlier. When you get on shit on the cruise ship, you can go the very first day, just go to the main diner. It won't be open. I mean, it'll be open, but not for people to come sit, right? But you can walk in there. Of course, you can go anywhere on the cruise ship for the most part. They're not going to like tell you you can't go in different rooms. If, if, if they don't want you in a room, they're going to close the door. But you can go in there, and you can ask the maitre d'. There'll be a maitre d' there. Like I said, they're not open for food yet, but you can say, hey, I'm show them your CPAS card or give them your room number. They can look it up and they will show you what your, where your table is. Like you're going to be at table 55 or whatever, and they'll take you to table 55 to show it to you. So if, for instance, you have, um, you're with a group, like, like we're a group of three and then two. If we want to sit together, obviously that's five. So if I want to know, hey, do you, I told you to get, as a cruise, as a uh, travel agent, I can set it up and tell them we want a six top because it comes in even numbers. So we can either two, four, six, eight, whatever, right? So you can also go there your first day and say, hey, what table are we at? And they'll say 50, and they'll show you, they'll show you the table. And if it's a four top and you know you have five, you just be like, yeah, not going to work. And, and they'll get me, a, you know, and they'll understand and they'll flip it for you. They'll fix it for you. Or if you go and you see a table and you're like, I've been on a cruise once with my wife where we went and we were a couple, so it was just two of us. They took us to a two top and we were back in the area. It's a nice area stuff, but behind you is the little, it's like a little alcove thing where they take the dirty dishes and they drop mm. them in there. And then they, it goes on a conveyor belt, I guess, downstairs somehow to the, they're not cleaning dishes in there or anything, but it, that's where it goes downstairs to, so that people can clean it. Well, it's a little noisy around there because there's always people bringing dishes from different things. And then also like, I didn't want to see dirty dishes obviously, cause that's kind of takes the ambiance away. So I just asked them, I was like, Hey, this, isn't the best seat. Can we get a better seat? And I don't care if we have to wait or whatever. Like, I don't mind waiting. Like if we have to go back out, wait for 30 minutes for it. I'm willing to do that. And they're like, Oh yeah, no problem. And they took us to one. They're like, how's this? I'm like, that's perfect. I'm not picky, but I just don't want one near the dumpster, you know? So like for us, like, and that's something you could do too. So I, what I'm saying is even if you're just a couple uh, going on a cruise, you can ask to see, Hey, where's your room or where's your room? Where's your uh, table? And you go see it. And if it's something you like, well, a lot of people like the ones near the windows which in my opinion is nice, but a little silly at night because it's just darkness outside. But if definitely at lunchtime or something, those are nice. Um, but if you want a certain room and a certain thing, you might have to wait, but you can see if they can accommodate you. And like my dad said, they're very good at doing the best they can. In the other cruises that Jaycation has booked for us, uh, when there were just two of us, uh, in most cases, they, have, they are very accommodating to the the two tops the they know that those are usually couples um older younger couples but they're there on their own what they've done at one play at one cruise they put all the um the i don't know what you call it the two ta the two seaters two tops yeah the two tops next to each other okay. so you got so, you, not only were you having a good meal but you had good conversation because everybody was in the same Boat, quote unquote. Yeah. And it was. And literally the, as well. <laughs> literally. <laughs> and you were able to talk with them. And you, it, then from that point on, there were other people who are recognizable on the ship that you could see. And sometimes you wave at them. Sometimes you sat down and had a, uh, a coffee with them. Um, as for the lobster night, we were there. The family didn't want to go to lobster night for whatever reason. Um, so we just came in on our own, and they put us again with a group of tables that are, were twos again. Most people are very, very friendly. 
not only the wait staff, but so are the uh, people who are taking the cruises. So well, they all like. Yeah, you're on a cruise with people who love cruises. Yeah. Um, cruise people, I mean, there's occasionally a bad apple here or there, right? And that's anywhere you go in the world. But um, you're on people that, around people who love cruises. You're on vacation, in my opinion, and I've said this a thousand times, you're on the best vacation you can be on. Um, my, in my opinion, cruising is the best vacation because you're, you get there, you unpack one time, you go all around whatever ports you're going to, right? So you can experience all the different ports. You can, if you're a drinker and you like getting kind of like have some fun, let loose a little bit, you can do that all day long, all night long. You never have to, obviously you don't have to drive anywhere. There's none of that. You're just walking around and you, and you're taken care of all your food's taken care of all your entertainment's taken care of. There's so many things to do and so many possibilities. Now being on that point too, um, uh, just to make people aware in the old days, obviously you on cruises, a lot of people didn't like this, but on old days, if you were a two to a couple, they would sit you at a, a table of six and you would sit with two other couples, let's say, right? Just randos. You don't know who these people are. Um, I would never want to do that. And I would <laughs> never have gone on a cruise if that was the case. Um, that's kind of more old school or different kinds of cruise lines. Some still do it. Um, but however, on Royal Caribbean uh, specifically, cause I had this with a customer uh, client of mine that went on a cruise recently. Um, you can request that. So if you're one of those people, like my last clients there, they wanted, they were a couple, just two people. And they wanted to go on a cruise, and of course, but they wanted to eat in the main dining room at a table of eight with rando six yeah. they didn't know. And they love because they were just like, I love talking to people. I love like learning about, you know, whoever, you know, just yeah. not, not prying, but just being cool with everybody. And they loved it. And so that was their jam, you know. And then I booked a cruise for them later on. And they're like, we want to try this one by ourselves just to try the thing and see how it is. And so it's all, you can do whatever you want. And you can flip flop during the thing if you decide you want to. Just yes. tell your maitre d's, they'll help you out. That's the point of it. You can kind of do whatever you want. Now, um, let's go, <clears throat> excuse me, moving forward. Did you do, well, I'll start with my thing. So we did specialty dining. Um, we like, uh, my family, we really enjoy the specialty dining. We feel that there is value um, in the, uh, there is an upcharge, uh, depending on, you can buy it in packages, you can buy it at the ship, you can buy it before the ship singly, you can buy it all in a group, whatever. You, um, it ends up being roughly around 55, and this price will change, but $55 a person for these things. That gets you in the door, is paying for gratuities, and that's what that's for. You can also, I always tip on top of that, but that gets you in the door. Now, some people will say that's not worth it. Um, we, our family, we really like them. So we did a, uh, a, three, a three combo thing where you get to do three different specialty restaurants. Um, on this one, you guys did some special restaurants as well. What did you do, Dad? We ate at the Chops Grill. Okay. How was Obviously that? Obviously steaks. It was very good. Uh, couldn't complain. I mean, they'd, it was an interesting way that they did their, uh, what do we have, sirloin? No, we oh, had uh, ribeye. Uh, ribeye, yeah. Ribeye. ribeye was amazing. Yes. Yeah, one of the cool things, too, was... Um, some people don't know this either, but when you book a, a dining package, uh, you still, when you book a dining package pre-cruise, they're going to make you pick one night, whatever, and they're going to tell you what restaurant. Usually it's Chops. But they're going to say, you have to go to Chops on either day one, night one, or night two. And you pick. When you get on the ship, you can change that. If you don't want to go night one or night two, just get on the ship and tell mm -hmm. them and buy, buy available. The reason they do that is they're trying to space it out, like, because you know, they, they know that. So, but when you get on the ship, you also want to give them what time. So we went to Chops Grill. We, we, you know, we're getting on the ship. We're walking around the ship. Rooms aren't open yet. Um, so we're walking around the ship. We found the Chops Dining 
Chops, uh, Chops Grill. And we went there talking to him. Like, yeah, we have a thing for tonight, actually, or, or tomorrow night, whatever it was. And I think we did the second night. So we're like, hey, what can we do available? He's like, oh, when do you want to do it? And I was like, um, I don't know, five or six or whatever time we picked. I don't remember what time we picked. Let's just say six. Can we do it six? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, also, I got, we, we're a three person. Obviously, you could see us. We were all standing there. And I was like, my parents are on this cruise, too. And I want to get them, uh, I want to surprise them. Because they. Yes. my parents really like the main dining room. I think the dame dining room is fine, but I think it's, to me, it's way too long and the food's fine. The food's good, but it's not blowing. Sometimes I don't think the food's awesome, but it's good. And then, um, it just takes way too long to me. So, uh, now they've condensed that, like I said, but whatever. So I do the special diet. So I went there and I was like, Hey, can we bring, can I add my parents? I want to kind of surprise them and get them here. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. Um, and it would be obviously like a hundred bucks or 110, whatever to add them. Cause like I said, it's about 55 a night, whatever it was then. And he said, or what I can do for you if you want is we can do a thing called Chops Plus One, which they come to Chops and then you get a plus one, then go to any other specialty restaurant. And it was like, I'm going to say, instead of being 55 bucks, it was 80 bucks or so. I don't remember what it was, but it's, it's, it's cheaper than if you were to buy two singly. You're getting a little bit of discount because you're getting two of them. And so I was like, oh, that's awesome. And so he hooked it up. You know, you know, I was like, yeah, bill me for it. He's like, no problem. And then we added him, them to our uh, dinner on the second night. Say, hey, we're all going to be here. Now we're a five top, six o'clock. Got it. Cool. So I went and then we went to Chops. And when we got there, the gentleman that was outside talking to us and helping us book all this stuff, he also, he also, <laughs> that in any of the specialty restaurants, they can book you any of the other specialty restaurants. So if you want to do a Zoomy or if you want to do Giovanni's or whatever, you can be like, yeah, can I do a Giovanni's on Thursday? Be like, yeah, no problem. And he can book it for you right there. They don't care where you're booking from. But uh, he was like, so we came in there to our dinner with our family, with the five of us. And he was actually our head waiter too, which was really cool because you kind of got a bond with him. And then he comes in and did the whole thing. And then it was my, um, uh, my weird first celebration basically because of my wife's birthday date was really her birthday there. So I told him, I said, Hey, it's her birthday. Like, right. Hook, hook us up, but don't tell her for sure. Cause she'll say no. And he like was down on one knee singing like Italian. It was awesome. And he was really good, really, really good. And my, my wife of course was embarrassed, but really, really loved it. And then when they were done, of course the whole restaurant's going nuts. It was a lot of fun. Great experience. Um, so you liked the chop grill as well. And did you liked your meal, the ribeye, the ribeye, uh, the ribeye was, I, I thought said, it was amazing. I was a little confused, not confused. So the, they had a sauce over it that, was not the exactly wasn't your favorite. Was. So you would you would do sauce on the side next time. I would have put sauce on the side. Okay, that's yeah. all, and that's fine, and that's up to everybody's preference. Like, um, yeah, they because they will come around. It's it's a, you know, it's meant to be like a New York steakhouse, right? So they're going to come around and they'll have sauces. You can they'll come around with yeah. a sauce, and you can pick whatever one you want, or say no, or whatever you want. Right. So you learn yeah. as you go, and it, now you know. Like with that, just put it on the side or whatever. Um. Now that was your. I'm assuming that was your. Uh, your thing there. So did you, what other specialty restaurants did you go to? Izumi. That's Izumi. a sushi okay. place. Okay. How'd you like that? That was interesting because it was on the promenade. Prom, promenade. The Royal Promenade. You got it. We'll get, we'll get this going here, folks. Okay. Promenade. We're a little tired after Thanksgiving. Okay. It was on the promenade. Uh, so it was like, Going to the mall and going to a nice restaurant that's on the mall in the mall. Yeah, and that's true. Um, actually, the Adventure of the Seas. It's kind of unique, or it is unique, I guess. The Adventure of the Seas is the only Royal Caribbean cruise ship. They all have Azumi. Uh, that's a staple for Royal Caribbean. 
But uh, the Adventure of the Seas actually has it in the Royal Promenade, like my dad said. So there is a rest. You know, you go down the main drag. There's all the shops and pubs and whatever. But this one, you know, it's open. It's open too. It's not closed off. So um, you, where we were sitting, we were right in the corner of where you would be. Your backs were to the promenade, right there. Like you go over a little wall, and you're right in the promenade. Um, so definitely, while we're eating two doors down or, you know, across the hall, two doors down, like diagonally was one of the pubs and they had like a live singer or band or whatever playing and you could hear it. I loved it because I thought it was cool because it made you feel like you were part of the festivities and you're kind of eating sushi and it was cool, whatever. Now, uh, in my dad's, uh, like my dad said, if you're going there for a romantic, I want the experience and I want the lighting and I want that. That is not the place for you. Azumi on other cruise ships at Royal Caribbean is exactly like that. It's more intimate. I would say. On a previous cruise that we booked with Jake Haitian. Shameless plug. Was a, um, a very nice venue for Izumi, which was on the top of the ship, overlooking the front of the ship or the front, whatever you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Overlooking the, forward, the lights, right. and it was at night, and it was, there weren't, rows of tables there were nice four top tables all around but it wasn't just like that mall well atmosphere. that's a good point because yeah the one on adventure didn't have windows you're right it didn't because you were actually because yeah, probably you, staterooms on the other side or i don't i have to look I at a map to see but yeah you're right because you're actually in the middle of the ship so you're looking either out at the promenade or a wall i mean there and there's artwork it looked nice it did a good job but i see what you're saying yeah it definitely doesn't have the ambience um, Royal Oasis class ships, I know, like are like that where it's up top. It's, I want to say deck fifteen. I'm not sure, but but it's up there. Um, and on some of the newer ships, they have it. Um, the newer ships actually have a neat neat concept where it's like, zoomy like a regular restaurant, and then this is on the Wonder icon, and I, I think Utopia Utopia does have it, and it'll probably be coming out soon on all the other ships where they also have a walk up window in Central Park where you can go to Central Park. We walking through the the forest whatever of central park and be like let me get a tuna roll and they'll hand you a tuna roll and you just walk off and you of course you pay for it but it's not like you go sit down it's not formal it's not um i agree uh formality wise i would never go there in that situation if you're looking for a nice date night or something like that no if you're looking for a noisy night you want to be part of the party great that works out perfectly it had nothing to do with a date night or formal night or I don't anything. think you... Uh, okay, go ahead. It just was not... It was eating in a mall. It seemed more casual to you. It was too casual. Okay. It was like... It was a, like a restaurant at a mall. Okay. You know, I mean, tables by the wall and through all that thing. It's just... It didn't, it didn't do it for you. You wouldn't, no. you wouldn't do it again. If you, not, if you went on that ship again, would you do that again? No. Okay. And I have to agree with that too. And one thing I noticed, and it may have been on other cruises. Um, I've been to Azumi and lots of other cruise ships. Um, I don't remember this, so I don't know if this is a adventure of the seas thing. If this is something they've changed with their menu, uh, I don't know. The f- sushi itself was good. Uh, there were some flavors, obviously I liked, I love sushi. Right. First off, there are some flavors I like better than others. That's uh, to be expected anywhere you go. Right. But the quality of the sushi, great. No problem. The one thing I didn't like personally was as we all know, or our snu- sushi snobs know, uh, sushi rolls are normally cut to eight pieces. Occasionally there's some six ones, but normally they're eight pieces. Um, these are the big sushi too. These are like the, the big, like two inch ones or whatever. So these are, they're, they're big pieces, but they only gave you four pieces 
what they called a roll was four pieces. Um, to, to which me, I, I, I definitely knowing that after we ordered, I would not have used my, uh, one of my, um, specialty dinings, for instance, mm-hmm. I would have gone to chops again or something and got like full service steak, like that whole ambiance thing. I would have paid cause say you're, you're getting it. Yeah. Else. You go wherever you want. You don't pay. It's not like you, once you pay it by the package, you use it wherever you want. You can go to stops three chops three times if you want. Um, to me, that was more well worth it spent money than the Izumi with the like you said, like the mall experience. And then the fact that you're like, Oh, I ordered three rolls of sushi or two rolls of sushi. And you're like, Oh cool. And then you're like, Oh, two rolls of sushi. Oh, you just gave me one roll, but you called it two rolls. And so that got a little annoying. I didn't think it was a great super value there. Um, I do not know if now, cause uh, with, since they did this menu change, that's the first ship I've been on since the menu change. And I don't know if that's something that's just a, a adventure of the seas thing, or if it just had to do with the menu change or what. So um, just something, and that's easy. Now I know when I go, if I were to go, it's be like, Hey, how many pieces are in your rolls? And if it's, it's not what I, if ask. I not, yeah, if it's not what I like, then, it's then just say, thanks. Thank, thank you. Ask. I'll go to, yeah, go to somewhere something else. To ask. All right. Um, so how, let me see. I'm sorry. I lost my place here on here. All right. So let's go down. Now we're going back to the free stuff. That's free at Royal Caribbean here. Um, so there is a Sorrento's pizza on board. Um, did you ever go uh, there? And then what did you think? I think it was perfect. It was surprising because we didn't neck actually be looking for it, but we found that in this coffee shop or next to the coffee shop, Cafe Promenade. On the promenade was a long line of people waiting for something. Okay, so we asked, what's the, they say, pizza. I said, oh, this is nice. It's a nice midday snack. So we stood in line. It was line, there was a line because it was excellent pizza. When you went up to it, they gave you, you know, one piece or two pieces of you can ask whatever they, you want. You yeah. can ask for whatever you want. It was right there. They gave it to the, They had places to sit. You had the drinks right there. The water, iced tea, the juices, water, yeah. the lemonade. Flavored water, all that stuff, yeah. All that stuff. It was fine. Uh, but there were ample places to sit. I mean, you could sit out on the promenade. Yeah. But you can also sit inside. You can also go back for more pizza if or, you want. Or go to your room and take it to your room. Or take it to your room or whatever it is. But the bottom line of it was that it was excellent. Yeah, that's the one thing um, my wife and I, we've been on a, a ton of um, Oasis-class ships and then a couple of these these ones, which are Voyager-class. Um, the one thing we noticed on the Voyager-class, in, in our opinion, um, and they all and all uh, Royal Caribbean cruise ships, to my knowledge, have Sorrento's Pizza. Um, the... What my dad's talking about is like on a waste class ship, you'll have a cafe promenade, which has all your coffees and your 24 hour little mini sandwich cut sacks and all that cookies mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Right. And then separately next to it, they'll have a Sorrento's pizza. It's a separate unit and it does its same thing on the smaller ships because they obviously don't have as much space because it's a smaller ship. They combine it. So Sorrento's is a, a desk part where you walk up, but it's in the promenade as opposed to it being its own separate thing. Um, I did feel that on both this one um, and the Mariner, which are both Voyager class ships, that the Sorrento pizzas were dramatically better than I had on the Oasis class. I don't know if that's just, you know, how it was cooked or whatever, but it seemed like it was so much better. And I did notice the lines 
Um, like you said, the, the, the ship is smaller. So the promenade, the hallway part, if you want to call it, it's not as it's narrower. It's not narrow, but it's narrower than on Oasis class ship. So when that pizza, when, when a show lets out, well, theater show ends, ends, everybody goes upstairs. And of course they're hungry. They've been sitting in a show for two hours. So a lot of people get in line for the pizzas. That's when I noticed the lines on the Mariner. And that's when I noticed lines on the adventure was when something ended there's always a little bit of a line, but you'll, that's when you start seeing it kind of wrap around a little bit and it kind of get, you're kind of, then you all start blocking the hallway where people that want to go through, they have to kind of cut through your line. Not a big deal. They do a great job moving quickly through the pizza stuff because they're always, they have, they have multiple pizzas. people making pizzas and they're always, they're always making. The other trick there too is that a lot of people don't know. You can go up to Sorrento pizza, Sorrento's Pizza and you can say, um, hey, can I get a, I don't know, a sausage pizza, sausage and pet pizza? And they'll say, Sure, and they'll make you a special pizza, put it in a box, like a pizza box, like you get delivered, and you can then take it to your room. You can eat it there if you want to, but they'll make you your own pizza. Now, they're not gonna, it's not going to be, you know, you might have to wait 10 minutes or whatever, but they have someone back there always making pizza, and they'll be like, oh, does he want, oh, yeah, no problem, and they'll, no charge, that's awesome. So that's another little tip, too, especially if you have a kids um, who, of course, like kids love, like, cheese pizzas. You'd be like, hey, can I get a cheese pizza to go? Like, yeah, yeah, let us make it for you. Do you mind just staying over there? We'll get it out to you as soon as we can. Well, this was midday, um, which. So it wasn't a show necessarily. There wasn't anything else going on. It was just midday and people, this was after lunch, before dinner. This was something to have. And obviously there was a lot of kids, teenagers there. But the point was that this was just a snack. Okay. In addition to the solarium that also had pizza and other things available for snacks Uh, and lunch. Okay. But, but for snacks as well. And that's a, uh, up there was, um, they had time frames for lunch or okay. for snacks. Okay. But the one downstairs on the promenade was, it appeared to be that it was open all the time. Yeah. I think, I think it goes to like three or four in the morning and then they shut off for a few hours and then it comes, but it's pretty much for most people. It's all the time. Cause most people aren't up that late. Yeah. Um, how now, now we're going to switch subjects here real quick. Uh, one of Royal Caribbean's famous things, obviously, and most people know, besides being a family-friendly environment, is they're very world-famous for their entertainment on board, um, comparatively uh, to other cruise lines by the People's Choice Awards and stuff like that. How would you rate their entertainment on board, the Adventure of the Seas? My wife believes it's a 10 out of 10. Um, she loved the ice show, surprisingly, on a ship in a combined in a com- find area i mean for them to do all the tricks and all the show tunes as well it was quite a feat and the ice show is excellent uh in the theater uh that they use for evening shows but they also use it for bingo and for other activities um the theater shows are adequate they're very nice they're they're usually um pared down these are not big Broadway shows. Right, these aren't your full... Yeah, because that, that's one of the... Depending on how you look at it, right? Depending on what you like. Oasis-class ships are going to have the Broadway-style musicals. Um, so it's kind of... If you like that kind of stuff, like I like um, certain musicals and stuff like that, um, you're going to really experience that, and that's free. So, you know, you go to New York or something, you're going to pay X amount of dollars for those tickets per person. We're on a Royal Caribbean ship. You go there, it's free. It's part of your fare that you've already paid for. And it's really nice. They do a great job with those. On the smaller ships, they don't have as big of a stage. Obviously, they don't have as much room, as we said about with everything. So they do more of a, 
a smaller version of not not necessarily a Broadway show, but they'll do like different acts, like you said, like musical acts and dance acts, well, they, and singer acts, comedian acts, stuff like that. A lot of these places do variations of Greece. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's not necessarily the play or the musical Greece, but they have the rock and roll music or they they do songs from that era. Um, they're they're fine. I mean, it's a show. You know, it's it's, it's up. People are dancing in the seats. It's, they they do a fine job, as well as the other things during the day, such as there's a trivia um, contest. Uh, there's a name that tune contest. Brings a lot of people down. A lot of people are playing it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, they also have one of my favorite things is um, Schooner Bar, I believe. I'm trying to make sure yes, I'm saying this Schooner. right. Schooner Bar. I love the Schooner Bar because in the evenings they have a piano guy. Um, and, or I guess it could be a girl too, but the ones I went was a piano guy. And he will play the piano uh, and he'll pay, play requests. Obviously, he knows a lot of music. And he'll play requests and then he'll sing too. So it's actually really cool. Like, we, me and my wife really enjoy those. Um, and you'll go and, you know, Different singers obviously sing different styles of music, right? But they can all do it. And it's funny hearing like a hard rock song, like, I don't know, Welcome to the Jungle, Sweet Child of Mine, like something like that from Guns N' Roses, which is all electric guitars, and hearing some guy belt it out with the piano. Yeah. It's, 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 it's quite impressive that they can do that, in my opinion, just, just watching people play that and change the music. And it not, but they make it hardcore, even though it's on a piano and they're not, it's not like they're doing all synthesizer playing guitar stuff. Um, anyway, I thought it was really cool. Those are one of my favorite shows. And that's actually one of my favorite bars on the ship too. Cause I, I like certain drinks they have there. Cause all the bars have usually have a, a unique drink. That's unique to just that bar, which is kind of cool. If you, you know, if there's certain things you find that you like, I have to agree with my dad. Um, I really like the shows. Um, uh, even though you don't have a Broadway style musical type thing, you don't have that, that, that level of production. They still do a really good job on their other productions. They, they really recruit top athletes, top performers, um, top comedians, stuff like that to do these things. Um, so you're not getting your run of the mill C grade level, blah, 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 to do these things. I, I guess that's all up to judgment, but I found they're really good. I played ice hockey growing up. So of course I love watching the ice shows because I, although I never did obviously figure skating or anything like that, I know how hard it is to skate um, in an ice rink, let alone something that's probably a quarter size of the ice rink. And you're on a moving ship because the whole time you have to remember, even though you might not realize it most of the time, you don't even notice it. Um, the ship's rocking a little bit and they're doing trip flips and spinning in the air and coming down and net. Well, <laughs> knock on wood. I don't think I've never been to one where they like break their ankles or anything like that. Like, so like to do some of the tricks they do while the ship's moving, it's, it's just very impressive. And I think they always do a good job with that. Um, so that was my favorite venue. What would you say your favorite entertainment venue was? Kind of mentioned a whole different. Well, I show is. A, an interesting thing only because of the the size and the type of, of production they are obviously the theater is when they do a production show which is like i mentioned like grease style yes, but yeah. you know they have the cars in there and they have everything else going on the other thing is that throughout the ship where they have these bars they also have Many of they have their own singers and um, musicians. Musicians, yeah, yeah. However, on some occasions, they will bring out the featured singers and dancers from the theater production to do also a 
shorts show or in in many cases in the atrium which is in the main area they will have places where people can dance as well as listen to um, a different quality of music and of musicianship mm-hmm. yeah and that's a good thing to pay attention to your uh, company your cruise compass that's your your daily planner so to speak that tells you what everything's going whatever where everything's <clears throat> going on during the day um, you can in your app on your phone. That's the best thing when you get on the on the cruise ship. Uh, put it in airplane mode. Turn on your Wi-Fi. Um, and even if you're not, even if you didn't buy the internet package, and you put your phone on airplane and turn on the Wi-Fi, it's going to allow you to see like the compass and stuff like that on their app because they they want you to do that. They don't want to waste paper and print money and all that stuff or print paper spending money. Um, you also have it in your room, um, in your stateroom on the TVs. You can look at stuff. And they'll they'll announce stuff all over the cruise too. And if you do want a paper cruise compass, your old school will want like that kind of thing. They you tell your room yes, store services. they will well that, that but you can tell your room store and he'll bring it to your room every yeah, day. They they can get that for you. Yeah. Um or guest services like my dad said. Anytime you're walking downstairs, it's on deck five. You go down there, you pass guest services, grab one for the day, and then you have yeah. it. You can do that too. So whatever way we want. Um, but that's a good point to bring that up too. Um, when let's see here. Now let's go on to the next one here. Uh, I know I'm going to answer this for you. One of the questions I always ask people is, you know, how many people were on board? I can tell you this one was very, if not 100%, it was very close to 100%. Um, it was didn't seem overcrowded. They do, one of the Royal Caribbean's biggest things they do better than I think a lot of other cruise lines, in my opinion, um, is they, they really disperse stuff. They make so many activities at different levels and different ends of the ships that even though, I, I mean, I've been on a Wasted Class ship, which will hold like more than probably about double what was on this ship here today that we went on. Um, and you don't, it doesn't seem like that. It, it, you know, people are on the ship. I'm not saying you don't know there's no one else. It's not like you're walking around, there's no one in the room, but they do a very good job at spreading you out and making things that are fun to do on all ends of the ship and sports deck and upstairs and theater shows and casino and ice rink. And that's the other thing with the ice rink too. You can go skating too. So if you're a, like, mm-hmm. I like to go skating on the, on the cruise ships, it's just kind of a fun experience to say you skated in the middle Atlantic. Um, Actually, um, as this was the 50th anniversary, and your 10th anniversary. Correct. We were there at the wedding, which was 10 years ago, on the... the Ours? Yeah. That was on the Allure. Uh, the Allure. Okay. That was 6,000 people on the ship. Yeah, a little more, yeah. Okay. However... Six, it's 6,000 It's six thousand guests. And it's 6,000 guests. Sorry about that. That little mic issue. Uh, six thousand. I think it's like sixty five hundred guests, but then there's crew. It's about ten thousand, nine ten thousand people total. The point was that my wife and I could not realize that there were that ten thousand people on the ship. Yeah, it was able to walk around. It was not crowded, but there were that we know of six thousand people there. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it was six thousand so. guests. Yeah, you'll see because they do a good job, especially on the Oasis class, and they and they do it a little bit on the on the smaller ships too because they you know they have a little bit of room, but they have. The um, different locations, like they have, like, uh, as we talked about, they'll have the Royal Promenade area. They'll have Central, if you go on a waste class ship, they're going to have Central Park. They're going to have the Boardwalk area. So all sorts of, and I'm, I'm not going to go through them all because that's not what we're talking about here, but they have a lot of areas to pull people around to make, you know, and, you know, because a lot of people on the hot days, of course, they want to go up to the pool deck. Well, if you're not a pool deck guy, that eliminates probably half the people yeah. right there. And so you can kind of do other things. So there's lots of fun stuff to do. Um, and then on the pool deck, even on the, what's really cool on the adventure class or Voyager class, I should say, Adventure Seas, you go to the pool deck. Obviously, that's going to be your packed pool deck area. There's plenty of seats around. You can, always fall, you can always find a seat. You just might get it. If you want one right by the pool, you're one of those weird people, then have fun with that. 
but you can always find a seat somewhere. I like the personally like the ones that are under the awning a little bit. So you get a little bit of shade, but also on those, these class ships, which is interesting is you go up top above the pool deck. There's a whole nother level up there. And now these are no shade, just bake like a lobster up there, but there are tons and tons of chet lounges up there. Yep. Tons of tons of stuff. Wow. And, and if you don't care about shade, that's a great place to go up there and sit for a little while. Be careful up there because you could get baked. But but a great place that there's barely anybody up there because it is hot up there. Um, but you do get the breeze from being up top and stuff like that. So if you want a little bit, and it's also a little bit quieter because you're not right next to the pool hearing the kids and the, everybody doing their hustle bustle. So it's a nice little thing too. And I like that they do that on this, on this uh, class of ships here. Now let's talk about um, smoking situation because a lot of people like to know this. Uh, Royal Caribbean still... Uh, does allow casinos uh, smoking in the casino. So how was the smoking situation, in your opinion, around or in the casino? We didn't spend a lot of time in the casino, but um, to get to the theater from the dining room, you had to walk through the casino to get to the uh, theater. Uh, obviously, it's a smoke-free facility until you get to the casino. As soon as you take a step in, then you notice that there was smoke going on. Some days it was worse than the others only because of the type of people in there or how many people were there. You walked through the casino, you stepped out of the casino, and all of a sudden the smoke is gone. Yeah, I, I agree. I, um, we went on the Mariner. It was contained in the casino uh, for some reason. Yeah, they did, a, they did a great job because when we went on the Mariner, like I said, same class. Um, this was a couple of years ago, I guess. Um, and the schooner bar was right off the casino. So if you came out of the casino in it's a hallway, it's doors they can close, but they're open because uh, they're fire doors. So they stay open unless obviously there's some problem. Um, and there were chairs and tables all the way back to the entrance to the casino. And then of course, if you go further up, further up, further up, then it opens up to the bar and then um, you see the piano and, and, and the, the guy's singing up there. Right. And then it opens up to an opening there. Which is the same thing as Adventure was the exact same setup. On the Mar on Adventure, if you sat in those way back chairs that are, you can't see the piano guy really, but you can definitely hear him fine. But you can't really see him back there. I didn't smell any smoke, and you're right at the door to the casino. I didn't smell anything. On Mariner back there, you would you're like, uh, like if you're not a sm like smoke person, you would you noticed it. It was to the point where on that cruise when we went on, I don't know, maybe they have different smoke eaters or they were using some different something because. On that one, those four chair, those four tables in the back were normally vacant. No one was sitting there because of that. I think people would go there, sit down, and be like, "Nope," and they would get up and go try to find a place closer. Um, so that, they, that's good. They did a good job with that. That's good. Um, on the newer ships that Royal Caribbean is building now, um, Utopia has it. Icon has it. I want to say Wonder has it. They're having. They have two casinos. Uh, one is the regular smoke, and it's half smoke, half not, and you left side, right side, whatever that thing. The other one is a smaller casino upstairs on a different floor, and that is a fully non-smoking casino. So now, granted, it's smaller. It's probably just, you know it's not going to have all the cool games and might have a couple tables instead of like 20 tables or whatever down there. So it's limited as to what you can do there, but there's never anybody smoking there. They can't. Um, I personally, uh, I, I used to be a smoker, but I, I quit that a long time ago. Uh, I wish Royal Caribbean would move on in life, and, and I know that's giving away half the revenue to a point, but... Uh, whatever. Um, that's just a personal opinion. I wish they'd get rid of it, but, but um, that's good to hear at least that on this ship. And I noticed it too. I agree with you. 
other than the casino. And then, like you said, sometimes sometimes you walk through the casino, it's fine. It just depends on who's in there and stuff and whatever. But they do have smoke eaters in there, and I think they did a very good job on this ship with that. Um, now, let's get into the ports of call on this cruise. Now, on this cruise, I know you said you went to Honduras, Belize, Cozumel, and Perfect Day. So let's kind of go over each each port one at a time and just give me, obviously, we're going to go about, I'll tell you the port, and I want you to tell me a highlight of that port, and let's just kind of, just your favorite thing at that port, and we'll kind of go into it from there. So let's start with Honduras. What was your feeling with Honduras? How did that work? Honduras, when we came off the ship, we just went to the port area and looked around. Um, we, finally fi- we found out that to get to Roatan, which is the city or the town. Like the town center, basically. The town center yeah. was 20 minutes away. Well, the area around the port wasn't in that great condition itself. It just didn't invite us to go further into Honduras, uh, into Roatan. So we decided we saw it, we went around it, and then came back to the ship. Okay, yeah, and for our family, um, we did not get off on Honduras. We have been been, uh, to Honduras for excursions for, in fact, my wife and I went um, to our, still to this, well, no, that's not true. Now it's our number two. But at the time, it was our number one excursion ever was actually in Honduras. Um, Honduras is definitely, uh, you know, you see some poverty there, which is sad to see and stuff like that. But they did a really good job on the excursion. When I was a, it was a snorkel lobster thing. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Uh, we really enjoyed it. On this particular cruise, uh, we were actually looking to do that exact same excursion and take our daughter this time because we we're like she would. It was kind of a beach day snorkeling. It was a big mix of things. It was really fun. Um, and you got to see iguanas and all this cool stuff. It was really fun. So we're like, oh, she would love that. And Royal didn't have it. So I don't know what happened to it. I don't know, you know, what what changed or whatever. But that was one of those things where they didn't have it. Um, also, as a lot of you know, um, as a travel agent, I also am affiliated with Viator, which is a third-party company. There, you see commercials for them all on TV, so they're nationally known. Any country you go to, uh, click on my link. You'll see it on my page and stuff. But if not, just email me. I'll send it to you. You can type in any city in the in the whole world, um, and they'll tell you excursions they run in those cities. Even your hometown. Even you live in, I don't know. You go to Washington D.C. and type in Washington D.C. and on it will tell you excursions. They're not ship yes. excursions, but you can just go do whatever, right? Right. So they didn't even have anything that really made me and my family go like, that would be really fun to spend money on that versus spending money elsewhere. So we ended up staying on the ship. Uh, my wife and I, normally on a, a three-port cruise, uh, most seven-night cruises have three ports. This one had four. Uh, we always stay on the ship for at least one where we can experience the ship more and go around because everybody gets off and you can have the, you go to the solarium or whatever and the pool, you're there by yourself or with one couple and it's really nice and relaxing. And then everybody comes back and then you kind of like, all right, cool, let's get out of here. And then you go do something else, you know, or if you want to or whatever, right? It's nice. Um, definitely don't have trouble getting beach chairs or pool chairs right that day, right? Um, so that was one of the days we decided to stay for that reason only. Um, but you had your, your reason there. Now, the second stop um, was Belize. I'm going to start on this one. Um, for Belize, my, um, I had a messed up my leg uh, before we went on the cruise a little bit. So on this one, that is a tendered port, meaning you're going to have to get from your off your cruise ship in the middle of the ocean onto a tent boat, tender boat. And then the tender boat takes you whatever, five minutes, 10 minutes to shore. It's not exactly a middle of the ocean. Well, no, I, yeah, I don't mean you're like in the back, but you can, whatever. You're, you're, you're not at a dock is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, and they do a good job with it. Don't get me wrong. It's totally safe. That's not what I meant. But it's one of the ones where the, the, the cruise ship, even the adventure seats, which is a smaller cruise ship, 
that they don't have a port that can handle that ship. You can't just pull into a dock. They don't have a dock set up for that. So that's why they do it that way. Um, now with that, um, like I said, my knee, my uh, leg was bummed. So I stint, I stayed on the ship because I was not interested in trying to do some transfer in the middle of the water things. So I wasn't interested in that. So I stayed on the boat and I worked um, instead when my family went on there. But you actually went out there with them and tell us about your experience in Belize. We wanted to go to Belize because we've heard so much about it that it was a vacation spot. It was a destination for a lot of celebrities, for rich, rich sultans or whoever sure. to go to this area. So we wanted to see what was so inter interesting about Belize. Uh, we got off the ship, walked into the town, the town a little bit town, sure, uh, and found a guide who happened to be who happened to be very good at what he did. Took us around, took us all around the island, um, explained things, talked about this, talked about that, talked about the culture of the area, and it was very informative. Uh, he was pointing at many of the homes that he considered. Um, celebrity caliber, which did not seem that fancy, but it's, you know, everything is relative. So in this case, Belize was, didn't meet our expectation, but I'm sure it was fine. But the trip around the guide was very good. Um, my daughter-in-law and granddaughter enjoyed it, hopefully. Yeah, and they, did, we, they did. And we had a nice time. I mean, we saw the whole island, which is basically what you want to do on sure. these trips. And that's what we did. Now, here's the question, though. If you went on another cruise that stopped at Belize, would you get off again? I'm not sure what else is on Belize okay. that... So would, you're open to it. You just don't know. I'm open, but okay. if, if something else is there, yes. Okay. But otherwise, I thought we saw everything. Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, all right. So the next one, uh, I'll start off this one as well. Cause I have a little part to do here. Uh, next one was Cozumel. You've been to Cozumel before we've been to Cozumel yes. lots of times. Cozumel is awesome. Um, this was actually, uh, uh, shameless plug again for Viator, um, you know, book through vacation, obviously. Um, but this was my daughter's most favorite thing about this cruise. Like before we went on the cruise, I was like, what are you most excited about? We, we had a couple of different excursions we were kind of playing around with as maybe we'll do this here. Maybe we'll do this here. Maybe we can do this, blah, blah, blah. My daughter was like, uh, you know, let, we narrowed it down to, let's say three or four. I don't remember. And she's like, I'm like, okay, A, do you like A? Eh, I could do it or not do it. It doesn't. B, do it or not do it. C, do it or not do it. D, yes, I'm pumped to go on this. And it was at Cozumel. Give a shout out to Trikes Cozumel. This was a trike bike cruise booked through Vitor. Royal Caribbean did not have this. So this is an instance where, um, you know, if you just did through Royal Caribbean, you wouldn't even know about this. Um, or you could do your own research, obviously. But this was through Viator. Um, the difference between booking with Viator and via Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean, when you book through them, they are going to guarantee that if your boat, I mean, sorry, your bus or something like that breaks down and they're bringing you back, that the ship will wait until you get there to leave within reason. If it's going to be like a four hour delay, they're going to head off, but they will pay for your travel to fly you to the next place to get on the ship again. Um, if you book through a third party and something goes wrong with a third party and the, bo the boat's leaving at four o'clock, if you're on it or not, they don't care. They already got your money. Um, now that being said, 
Some people get scared by that idea, but I tell people to use common sense. In Cosmel, I don't remember the exact time, but I'm going to say we were there from like eight, uh, eight to five or seven to five or something like that. Um, we booked this excursion where it must have been seven to five. We booked this excursion where we met the Trikes Cozumel staff at the Hard Rock Cafe. So it wasn't hard to find this thing. It's right across from the right across the street from the port there. Um, we met them at eight o'clock. The thing is about four and a half hours, roughly, right? You can customize it a little bit, but it's roughly about four and a half hours. Um, the ship leaves at five. You're on the trike bike. At, you know, you're there at eight o'clock. You are not. You could break down at noon and walk back to the port before five o'clock if you had to, worst case scenario. And of course, there's cabs everywhere and you'd be able to get away. You'd be able to find some way to get you back. And probably the tour people would be able to call somebody for you. You have to explain it's not a trike bike. It's a motorcycle. Well, yeah, well, I call, I call it, okay, I used to sell motorcycles, so that's why I call it a trike bike. It is a three-wheeled motorcycle. Um, it is a one wheel in the front, two wheels in the back, like a tricycle. That's why they call right. it a tri- nickname is a trike bike. But it but is a motorcycle. These are real motorcycles. They go, uh, I mean, we def- I definitely got mine up to 70 miles an hour. Um, so these are real motorcycles. These are not uh, tampered down and stuff like that with a governor or something for speed. Uh, these are real bikes. You can have fun. They're very stable. Because you're on three wheels. I mean, can you flip a trike bike? Of course, but you have to be, you have to really try. I mean, these are low center of gravity vehicles and they're wide tires in the back. These are not your normal bike tires in the back and stuff like that. Um, it's almost like a little go-kart slash thing. It's really fun. Uh, one person drives, obviously. The other two sit on like a, a carriage type bench seat thing in the back, um, which is comfortable. Of course, you have seat belts. Uh, that actually surprised me because Mexico, I, I didn't know if they'd actually have seatbelts. Right. You do wear a helmet. They do mandate helmets, which, hey, applause to Me- I don't know if that's a Mexican law or, or uh, law in Mexico or, or just the, 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 uh, the company covering their butts. But either way, you got tr- you know, great safety, no issues with anything. Um, we booked that through Viator, like I said, because Royal didn't have it. Um, also, the benefit of Viator, Royal Caribbean, let's say a bit, uh, excursion's 100 bucks. Royal Caribbean might be paid out of that 100 50 to 20 bucks, somewhere in there, right? It's going just to Royal Caribbean. The, the company's making only the other 50, 60, whatever it is, right? With Viator, it's going to be cheaper. If you book through Viator, things are going to be cheaper because you're not paying that extra company. So you're cutting costs. So that's another thing to think about um, if, if you're comfortable doing so. If, you're, if your boat leaves at five, would I recommend taking something with them that goes till three? I would do it because I wouldn't be worried about it. But you just use your own judgment there. If you get there, just go in the morning. You'll never have any issues with it. And I highly recommend Trikes Cozumel. Um, I want to give them a little shout out because they were awesome to us. We were there. Uh, there were five of us. So we had two bikes. So that's two bikes. So you can max put three on a bike. Um, you can do single rider too, but it's max three on a bike. Um, so we had five of us. And there was only one other couple that came. It was a, a, a mother and a daughter. Right. They were from our cruise ship. Um, they also, I guess they booked through Viator. I didn't ask them where they booked through, but they didn't book through Royal Caribbean because you couldn't. Um, and they were the only ones there. And actually when we got picked up the hard rock cafe, they send a, a van, a limo van, not limo, a, a cab van, but it's a big van that picks you up. It's air conditioned and everything. Um, they barely made it there on time. So had they missed it, I, I'm, I don't know if they would have gone and got them later. I don't know how their business works, but it was almost possible that just my family was on this tour, which is another reason. And they were very nice. And we were all, we all became friends by the end of it. Cause you're sitting with talking the whole time. Um, we really almost had a private tour for half the price of what a Royal Caribbean. So that's what I'm saying. Like Royal Caribbean, you're going to go on like a snorkel tour. You're going to be there with a hundred people. 
uh, if you go on with a t- Cosmo one, you might go with 20 or 10 or two. It was a very economical. Yeah, it's a trip. great way. And they yeah, were. It was not overpriced. No, and I paid. Uh, you, you pay through Viator, through, you know, use your credit card, right? Pay the, they immediately send you messages. Like I immediately got messages from. And now they're in Mexico. They're in a totally another country. Right. And, and, and they, they, I guess they know how to translate and speak in English because uh-huh. they did a really good job. I asked them questions. Hey, where do we meet? What time do we need to be there? They gave me the name. They gave me an address, which obviously in Mexico is a different format than what we use in the United States. But I just, yeah. I just kept all that stuff because I know I, I need that. They gave me a, I said, hey, can I have a phone number in case something happens? We can't find you. Can you give me a phone number? And I'll figure that out when we need to if that happens. And they were cool with everything and picked us up right on time. Boom. Everything went great. Yeah. Um, they give you a little safety lesson. Every drive, every person that's driving, of course you have to have insurance. Um, like um, we had all insurance from the United States, but I'm assuming any country. And then you have to show them your insurance card. And then they take you out one at a time, well groups, but one at a time you each drive the trike with a person on board. Um, and they make sure you're comfortable with everything, show you how to use everything. And then, um, and then when you get going, there's a guide, two guides. They're on one trike bike. One is driving, of course, and the other guy is in the back seat, turned towards you the whole time. This is the other big thing with a lot of excursions, try to nickel and dime you. They will take pictures yeah. the entire time you're riding. Like they're going 70 miles an hour and that nut job in the back is like standing up, facing you, taking photos. And it's great because a lot of places do that stuff, sure. But at the end, you all know it's coming. They're going to offer you a photo package or do you want a, a stick with all the photos on it for a hundred bucks or do you want us to print you some photos or here's this picture for 20 bucks, right? They don't do this here. What Trikes Cozumel does is they take all the pictures and when you're stopped, if you want to take a picture with your camera, of course they'll do that or your iPhone. Now everybody uses those now. But, but they will take all your pictures and at the very end, a couple days later, actually we had it on... I was one of the days on the cruise. So it was a couple of days later, they put them all up on their Facebook page. So if you go to Tripe Scosmel Facebook, all those pictures are on there. You can click on them, save them, print them, do whatever the heck you want. There's no watermarks on them or anything. And that's a great thing because you're not only getting all that, but you're getting action photo. And they do everybody. So they know like, like in our situation, like my dad's leg at one point was bothering him. So I went back and drove for them. So I, I switched. Right. And then Heather wanted to drive. So I was like, yeah, hey, why don't you drive? So that's my wife, Heather. So she wanted to drive. So I was like, all right. Because at first she was like, yeah, I don't know. And then she was like, yeah, let's drive. So, so you drive and I'll go ride with my parents. And so right. we just flipped. They don't care. And then, and then now they know Heather's driving. So, of course, they're taking all the action photos. So Heather's getting as many pictures as she might want. And, you know, they, they do a great job with all that. And then you stop at, um, uh, we stopped at like a, I'm going to say, lack of better terms, like a little diner thing on the beach. Got a little soda kind of chill for a little bit, stretch your legs, that kind of thing. Um, and then we stopped at a, then during, this is all paid for in the tour. Then you stop at an actual restaurant. Um, it was really good. They had really good food. Um, I think you had to pay for certain, you had, you got certain things for free. The food was included, but if you wanted like alcohol drinks, different things like that, yeah. you could, you could, you could pay the lunch for that. Was included. Yeah. The lunch part was included, but they tell you, they'll, they'll tell you like, Oh, you can get this one chicken or fish or you can yeah. get, but if you want steak, whatever you have to pay extra, um, but it like, it was fine. The, the stuff they gave you was awesome. The salsa was amazing. Um, and it was really fun. It was hot. Oh yeah. It's really hot. It, yeah. And it, yeah, it's good food and spicy. Cause this year in Mexico, this is real stuff. Um, and then they took us to a, uh, a tequila factory where you get to see, um, you know, distillery, I should say maybe, um, and they show you that you get to try free samples. And of course they'll, they're nice enough to let you buy it. Should you like to buy yes. their kind, but that was cool too, just to see how it's made and learn some history there and talk to the locals a little bit. And then at the end, they take you right. I mean, you're going around the whole Island. So like halfway through your trip, 
there's nothing but sand and well, grass. Yeah. I mean, like it, it, Cozumel's built up at Cozumel, but when you go on the other side of Cozumel, there's nothing there. You could go like a mile and not Just see people. Beaches. And, yeah, it's, that's and it. Water. That's it. Yeah, there's. Yeah. No, I mean, there's no building. I mean, there's very few little buildings. There's definitely no hotels back there. Uh, there's no like. It's not built up like where there's in America where they'd have like nope. seven Holiday Inns or whatever. It's not like that. So it's really cool. So you got to go around the island, like I said. You're going different straightaways. You can get up to seventy miles an hour. There's no one on the road. And occasionally you might see a bike or something going by, but barely anything there. Um, and then you eventually come back through the main strip. So you're driving on the main thoroughfare of Cozumel, which that was a little, it was a little intimidating. Cause you're like, Jesus, you know, cause they drive like nut jobs there. It's awesome. I love, I love Cozumel. They, they are just brave how they drive. Um, but then you eventually pull back in um, to the parking lot, which is right behind the, the hard rock cafe. Yeah. You get off the bike. They wish you well. They have waters for you too. They'll give you water. So yeah. I mean, they really take care of you there. Um, and they're really cool. And then when you're done, you just walk, go up, go thing, walk across street. You're on the, you're at the port, you know, walk in there and walk back, walk back on your ship yeah. and you're good to go. It was a, it was honestly the best excursion I've ever done that the hot tourist one was number one before this, this was the best to the point where, um, we're going on another cruise and uh, well, I always try to go on another cruise. And anytime I go to Cozumel, I want to book that again. Cause it was that, it was this, that much fun. Cause it's, my daughter loved it because you're going, you're breeze blowing in your hair because it's hot. hot yeah. It's hot in Cozumel. Um, and I did notice, I will say, make sure you drink. We brought, they had waters. We brought waters. Um, make sure I would probably next time bring um, uh, like Mio drops or, or uh, liquid IV stuff. We brought that on the cruise. We had it with us. We forgot to bring it to Cozumel. Dumb move on our part. Uh, I would next time bring that so that I'm more hydrated. You just pour it in your water and shake it and mm. it tastes like whatever. And it's like Gatorade, like powdered Gatorade stuff. Because I definitely felt like at the end, I felt dehydrated, like walking back to the ship. I remember I felt like I was going to pass out, not because it was a long walk or anything, but it because was hot. I, yeah, because I remember like even walking through the, the, the port area there when you go through all the shops and stuff before you get to the area where you walk in. I remember seeing a couple of people and they looked at me and they're like, you OK? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Oh, I, I just got to get true. going. Like I, they could tell I was like I probably had it was on the verge of like heat exhaustion because yep. um, you're in the blazing sun all day. There's no obviously no shade on a motorcycle. Um, and then you're, you know, okay, not I drinking enough that. food and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So but it was really found fun. in one of the, uh, shaded areas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it was really fun. I water and yeah, I got right. Yeah. I had a couple, my, I had a couple things of water. We had some in the bag left over. Yep. So I grabbed those, chugged those, made it on the ship and, um, okay. like, like my daughter. Yeah. So anyway, we're good to go. All right. So, uh, let's see here. So we did that protocol. Next one was the big one, which is world famous for Royal Caribbean, which was perfect day at Coco Cay. You said you'd been to that. Before they revitalized the island, what did you think about Perfect Day? Now it's now now it's a perfect place at Perfect Day. Okay, um, it's much lo- bigger than I saw it originally because there's more more to do. There's a lot more recreation area, a lot more pools, a lot more just areas. Um, I don't remember if they had rides or a water sports. They do. You have to pay. You have um, at, at perfect. Oh, there was Coke, a place. Yeah, there's half. The, there's a two island. Two. There's two. There's one island. When you go there, there's left and right. It'll say chill and thrill. Yeah. Um, chill is mostly okay. free stuff, which is what we were doing because that's all. I don't need to pay extra money already on a cruise. They do have a thrill slide. If you're one of those people that likes, they have the tallest water slide in North America. There, okay. um, all that stuff. You have to pay the. The park pass, it's something like 120 to 180 a person. Um, okay. It's pretty expensive. But there you get like, they have a wave pool over there. They have 
uh, drop slide, all sorts of slides over there. Um, and just, and that you're paying for that park. If you want to go into the park, you have to pay to get in. You have a little wristband thing. If you don't, they don't let you in and they have food over there, like everywhere else and stuff like that. But we were on the, um, ocean lagoon side, which is my favorite part there. I've been there one time before and we loved it there. Cause it's very chill. It's music-y. So it gets bebop in a little bit, but it's fun and it's really nice. And it's just relaxing day. And then there was something special we did on this cruise. So why don't you talk about that? At perfect day. At Perfect Day, uh, we rented a cabana. Now that and, and what was the cabana called? Oasis Lagoon Cabana. <laughs> he was having a little trouble pre-show with that one, so that's okay. cool. Anyways, um, the cabana was that many people would think that a cabana is maybe an extravagant. Yeah, a little ritzy. Yeah. A little ritzy, a little something that, you know, you can live without. Sure. No. <laughs> After you, you after we were there in the cabana for the day, going out and sitting by the pool without shade for how long we were there? Six, that, six seven hours. Yeah. Six, seven hours. Nothing compares. You would to do it being, again. I would be in the cabana. Yeah. Now, of course, the cabana is a little bit expensive. And for two people, it may be. And extravagant. Yeah, it might be cross, uh, cost prohibited. Cost prohibited. On the other hand, when you have a family or other couples with you, then it's not going to be cost prohibited. Yeah, because uh, when Royal Caribbean first came out with these cabanas, they used to be about 400 bucks. Uh, you will never see that price again, probably. But they used to be about 400 bucks, which is not very much money. For the service you're getting, That's I would do that three times. Um, when we bought ours, it was about 1100 I believe. I think it was 1099 um, that's ridiculously high priced. However, you can have up to six people in these cabanas. They do not care. Royal Caribbean, uh, does not care, um, who your six people are. So if you right. go with three different, three couples, cool. Now you're only paying at our, at our third. situation, you're paying about 300 a piece, right? Uh, a little less than that, Th but whatever. 300 a couple. Yeah. Uh, that's what I mean. Uh, 300 piece per room is what I meant, but yeah. So you do something like that. So it can become more affordable. Um, you can also bring, if you meet a friend on the ship. You want them to come? Great. Uh, like we went there. Um, I think we booked it under your name, if I remember right. correctly. So you had to come, obviously check in, and then they see that you bought it. And then you say, hey, I'm going, and I think we already put this on the thing when we bought right. it, but they say, oh, these are with you, you're five. And you go, yeah. And they give you a bracelet. Yep. And then that's, they know who you are. And um, with that, you get, uh, so like my dad's talking about, they have Ocean, Ocean Lagoon, is a free area. They have chairs, lounge chairs. They have they have umbrellas at all. The, every two lounge chairs has an umbrella. You get a little bit of shade, okay? That's it's an umbrella. You get umbrella shade. Everybody knows what an umbrella looks like. At the uh, the, the uh, cabanas, you have like a little hut, okay? It's got a ceiling fan. It's covered for sure. It's got a ceiling fan. Um, obviously, there's no air conditioning or anything, but it's got a ceiling fan. Um, it's got an L-shaped chaise lounge. Um, it's got a table, big table. Um, the table on one side has a big opening where you can use it for storage. The other side, you can open it up. That's a huge safe. So you can lock your valuables in there whenever you go somewhere and a lot. And then also has a couple chairs, just regular nice chairs that are kind of cushy and vibey of a beach area. And then it also has, a, it, and it has like a deck area. Um, and then it opens up to the sand. And then in the sand in front of your cabana are two lounge chairs that are in direct sunlight, but those are lounge chairs. So if you, those are yours and no one else can use them. So 
if you want, and you're not, now you're behind this, the, the pools out there and there's like shrubbery and bushes right. se segregating you. So you don't see all that. You can hear it, but you don't see it. Um, and so you have privacy back there. So if you want to lay out in your hot sun thing and tan or whatever, you can do that. If you want to go like my dad's favorite spot, he loved the chase lounge thing. So if you want to go in there and kind of pass out in the, in the, in the air, well, not air conditioning, but the fan blade going great. Um, they also had a, a little table in there between those two chairs. It was a little, little table, little glass table thing, and you could lift it up. And inside that glass table, ingeniously, they made it into a cooler. Yes. So it's full with ice and bottled waters, unlimited. Um, they also give you free towels. For, these are, it's all Royal Caribbean's Island. So the towels. So normally when you get off excursion to a beach area, snorkel, whatever you're going to do, you're going to grab towels. You got to remember to bring them back. And if you have a drink package, you're going to go get yep. tons of bottles of water and take them with you. Or you're going to buy bottles of water if you don't have the drink package, most likely. Um, on this place, you, you can do that if you want to, but you don't have to because they're going to bring you towels. If you want, if you're like, hey, this towel's wet, can I get a new one? Uh, they'll do it. And most importantly, I forgot to mention this, they have a cabin attendant. Okay, or a cabana attendant, excuse me. So he or she, in our place it was a he, he, he will come around, he'll introduce himself. He has a little coaster, a little button thing. You have a little coaster in your room. Oh, you also have an outlet too there. So if you want to plug... Your like phone's in, a, you can do that. Yeah, which is really nice too. But he has a little coaster button. If you hit it at any time, it sends a signal, I'm guessing, to like a pager or something somewhere, and he immediately shows up. He's also checking on you every yeah. 30, 15 minutes, whatever. He just kind of swings by and looks in. But he will bring you any drinks. If you have the drink package, he'll get you any drink you want. Uh, if you don't have a drink package, you get it too, but you just have to pay for it. Um, uh, food. There's lots of free food on the island because it's a Royal Caribbean's island. So your Wi-Fi works there too. If you buy Wi-Fi on the ship, you get free Wi-Fi out there because it's just broadcast from the ship. It definitely gets full coverage there, no problem. Um, so that's another good thing. Drink package, if you buy the drink package on board, that's why I tell people this. Drink package on board also works on the island. So you're never, that's not true on all cruise lines. Uh, I don't want to name any names, but there's other cruise lines. So when you go to their island, you have to pay for crap. But if you're on their ship, it's free. I think that's a bunch of BS. Um, but that was a nice thing. They did that. And then when we get there, the first thing he did without even asking is he brought us this bread loaf size styrofoam thing of cut up watermelon and cut up melon, like cantaloupe or whatever yeah. it was. And it was really nice because it's hot, you know, so you're drinking your waters because they have water and thing doing that. And then he's like, hey, what do you guys want to drink or what do you want to eat? And if you want to order, they have a little menu. But if you know something else that's free on the island, like I know a couple of things I've been there before. So I was like, hey, can you get this? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go get it for you. And, um, and then like at one point we ordered, um, one of the things is mozzarella sticks. Of course I have a young daughter, so she loves mozzarella sticks. So we ordered mozzarella sticks and you're like, oh, cool. And you figure they're going to bring out like four or five, six, maybe eight, right? Max, you know, they brought out a, a, a bread loaf size yep. tray, cart styrofoam tray. It had to be 40 in there. It was a ton. And it, that was it. You're sitting there. And then later they brought us cookies. We didn't even ask. So right. they they, just, they really take care of you really, really well. He was very good at that. I mean, the attendant was very attentive. Um, what more can you ask? And that was part of the, the package. Uh, then we, the, the pool, um, the lagoon, the pool at the lagoon, quite big. Um, I think, was there something inside of it? Uh, with the, was the water, the pool around the, uh, an island type thing? There's a, there's a little part at the end where there's a, a swim-up bar at the end. Okay. And there's like a little, yeah, there's a little wooded area that they kind of left wooded yeah. there or made wooded. <clears throat> it probably wasn't wooded before because it was an island, but in the middle of the Caribbean. But they, had, they left that there. And in there, um, on one part, if you go in there, if you go to the other side where the bar is, across from the bar, there's like a DJ booth. 
And then you'll okay. hear him playing all his DJ music. Anyways, it was that the pool was it's huge. not. It was huge, and the the pool itself was not crowded. Even though there was a lot of people out there, it just they may have all been in there, but it didn't seem like crowded. We were able to uh, toss a one of those little, little, football little, little football thing around, and we weren't just next to each other. We were spread out. Uh, in this pool. Yeah. So you can like jump and try to catch it and fall in the yeah. water, and not splash anybody. It was these, this pool is ginormous and you can walk all around it. It's all, like I said, it's all free. They have swim up bar. If you want to go up there to the bar in order, just walk in, walk up to the bar in order. They also have, um, uh, uh, waiters going around. You can give them your card, say, I want to whatever you want and they'll go get it for you. It's a place to be spoiled, but it's worth it. Oh Yeah. I mean, compared to other things, it's perfect. I mean, it was a way to be spoiled and enjoy it. Yeah, the only knock, um, I know we talked about this pre-show a little bit. The only knock uh, I had to it at all, which was hard to do, um, was finding it was, I know where the, I've been to the island before since it's been transformed. So I know where the Oasis Lagoon was because I've been there before and I love it. Um, Getting there, no problem. it's long walk because it's, it's, in the, it's walk. kind of off to the, you have to go in the path, take you a little longer to get there. Right. Just the way it's laid out. Um, not their fault, just how it's laid out. But find then finding the desk where you had to check in yeah. was a little bit like you could, it's like they had a little kiosk thing, but it's kind of small and you had to see it from the right angle really to see it. Once we got to there, it was fine. Um, and then they gave us a map when you walk in yeah. uh, at either where you go left or go right. Yeah, if like, you go right, like, you go into the, water park and you go left <clears throat> you can also you go straight ask, too but yeah where's the lagoon and they'll say she'll point it out yeah it's not that map is not that it's detailed but not very oriented to where you're walking yeah it doesn't really explain to you the the spacing because it is yeah. a long walk like i remember that even when i'm with my wife like the first time i went there i was like okay this is kind of a hike to get back here not not it's not horrible um not saying it like that, but it is longer. Like you look at the map, you're like, oh, it's like 20 feet, but it's not 20 feet. Well, son. Yeah. And there, and you have to look, pay attention because I have signs everywhere that tell you where to turn. Um, and and the they'll have little paths that go through woods. And right. Stuff. And you can, you can get off of the path that you need and you'll never get. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never get back to where you're looking for because there's another path and another path. Yeah. And you assume that you're going to in the right direction. It was not the most convenient um, path. Yeah. And that was one of the things like we noticed, um, we noticed when we left, when we were done, it was like, I think we boarded at four. I don't remember. Yeah. So we left like an hour before then to get back on the ship. Cause they, that, that ship, you don't have to get on the port at the ship early. Cause it's only roller ribbon people on the island. Right. And they're not going to leave you because they know who's there. Anyway. Um, we went back and we had, we realized later that had we just cut through behind the cabana, there's like woods and there's like a little pathway where the, the waiters can go back and forth, a little sand back there. Well, if you cut through the woods, which is, I'm going to say five feet of wood, it's not very long and yeah. you can see through it. It's not scary or anything, or you're not going to get hurt or anything. And you go through, then you're on one of the main roads back there. And that is actually a bus stop or I don't want to say a bus stop, but a tram stop tram for stop. the tram, which was cool, except you did have to wait because the trams are like two cars each, maybe or something like that. And so we had to wait through a whole tram of doubling, maybe even two of them. I don't remember. Um, before it was our turn to get on a tram uh, because everybody else and their mother is also getting on at that time to get, that's just obviously what time you leave happens to be there. The one thing I would say is a, uh, uh, something Royal Caribbean could improve on. In my opinion, they do have trams that are not the big things that carry all the people, but they do have single ones that carry like six people 
And those are for people that are like, you have a broken leg or you're, you're right. in a walker or you're whatever. They can do those kind or of things. Older right? people. Right. Or anybody that needs help. Right. Well, for whatever reason, um, I think in my opinion, for the price you're paying for the cabanas, it would be really cool if yeah. the Royal Caribbean have. would offer you the transportation, transportation door to door service of, of a personalized little, you're paying a lot of money. I mean, at twelve hundred, eleven hundred dollars for that thing is pretty expensive. So for me to, I think they should give you a little tr- offer. You don't have to. Not everybody's going to take it. But if someone wants it, hey, hey, take me to the. To, I'm in. Uh, I'm in Ocean Lagoon Cabana, and they go okay, and you hop on, and they go and they drive you to it, drop you off near that bus stop, you go through the woods, boom, you're right there, you check in, and that would have been a, very easy to do. And then, it, and then same thing when you leave. I'm not trying to say. I don't want to say. I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not like above. Um, rolling with everybody else. That's, I'm not that type of person at all. But you are paying a lot of money and it would have been a nice feature of it or even something maybe you could add on to it. Like say like, hey, for a hundred bucks extra, well, we'll take you to and from whatever Royal Caribbean. I'm, I know they're going to out to make money. That's just a nice touch they could have put on it because I've done with my wife. Um, when we went there, we walked to the ship and we walked, oh, I'm sorry, walked to the lagoon and walked back to the ship. Both, you know, just walked It's a in. long distance. It's, it's long. And then when you're tired at the end of the day and you've been drinking and you've been in the, Pool and your baked but and for stuff. It's older citizens, older cruisers. No, older people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the older there. people, sure. not just people who've used the, uh, who've cruised a long time. But for people up in the age, that would be a helpful. Yeah, uh, I think so. And they have it. It's not. It's not like it would cost them any extra because they already right. have it there. And it, even if they charged like and a little extra for it, or you know, you tip the guy or whatever, just, you could do it. Don't get me wrong. I could have said to the room, the attendant, "Hey, I need a tram yeah. for my family. Uh, not 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 the big thing, but I need the little single transport thing. Can you get me someone to help me out?" And they would have said, "Sure." Yeah, I'm sure they would have sure. done. I'm sure they would have. Yeah, said, you know, but it would be nice it. if that was like part of the package yeah. to me. Because you want to feel a little more special. Like I know they do that with other things where you get off the ship and they have someone walk you to the certain, they do that in certain other things. So it'd be kind of cool. Um, whatever. Some, some Royal Caribbean to consider at least in my opinion. As I said, you were pampered. You were, um, that was the only thing, like I said, you were pampered. And then at the end you were back to just back to normal. Yeah. You just kind of, it was like, kind of like, Oh, we're done. Okay. Yeah. Not not that they were mean about it. Not like I said, we could have asked for help, but that would have been a nice little perk. I think. That'd be yeah. something I would do if I was Royal Caribbean. I would do that because you can use that as an upsell as well. It's like, hey, not only do you get all this stuff, but we also offer a transportation to and from uh, if, if you want it. Because half the, the other, people aren't going to want it anyway. And the other thing was that the uh, the lunches, which is part of it, um, of the package, because that's just yeah. Anyways, but it's a full lunch. I mean, they're not just giving you a hamburger and a hot dog. You can order anything that was on their menu. Uh, the menu. Well, and they also have uh, if if you go to Perfect Day, like that menu was nothing compared to what they have. If you if we had walked out of the lagoon to uh, I can't remember the Pirate something. There's there's another big place there that has all that stuff that has yeah. way more stuff that we didn't even get. So and it's free and there's tons of rest. There's so much stuff there that's free that we didn't even go to. They just have a little limited thing they get. Now if we had asked for a burrito from somewhere over yeah. there. They probably would have got it, but, right. but I don't know. We didn't try that. We just tried to stay pretty basic with that stuff. Um, Cause realistically I'm not, I'm not a perfect day to eat. I'm there to, I'm there. I mean, uh, I'm there to enjoy the water, but I do want a little snack, but I don't want to pig out because then I would don't, you know, right. I want to go back in the pool and have fun. All right. We're getting hot, long on time here. So let's, uh, let's move on here. The perfect day though. You would definitely do that again. Yeah. Would you definitely do a command again? If it was just the two of you, there it is. There's the question. <laughs> 
I would not. Um, I loved it. It's pretty expensive for just, it's really made for a group. Yeah, I agree with that. If I was just with my wife, uh, as much as I'd love to do a cabana, uh, cost prohibited, I probably wouldn't do it because I could find other ways to spend that money. Um, If I was with my wife and my daughter, again, it's possible, but I would probably use my money for something else. Uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to do it ever. I would always want to do it. But I'd probably want to spend the money on maybe another excursion somewhere else instead or something Correct. like that. Um, but definitely in a group of like five people, six people, uh, to me, that's a no brainer because A, you're getting more value for your money uh, with all those people. B, also, if you wanted to split it with costs and stuff like that, you have that opportunity. So, and it's not that big of a deal for at the, that point. For what you pay for the cabana, you could do a lot of excursions, you could do a lot of specialty uh, dining, restaurants. Yeah, restaurants. restaurants. Yeah. Um, what else do they charge? That's about it. Well, a drink package, internet and a package, drink package like something like that. But you that's the benefit. All those things to it that would fit into the the, the amount of money you spend on a cabana. Yeah, and that's the benefit of cruising is you can you can you can there there's absolutely no reason why on a cruise you can't buy a cruise, never spend another penny, right. go on the cruise, have a wonderful time, be amazed, of course get fed everywhere you want you know, do all that stuff, right? But maybe buy drinks all the cart instead of the drink package or something. Don't do the internet because you don't care. Um, and have a great time. There always are little eye downs you can do that make it a little better, in my opinion, but that's up to you how much you want to spend and if you want to do any of that stuff. So it's that's why I love cruising because it's really, you know, you can form it however you want. Um, now let's see here. Let me get, uh, okay. So let's wrap this up here with a few more questions. Any first time tips to offer Anyone sailing on a cruise in general or on the adventure of the seas? Hmm. First time. Yeah. First time cruisers. It's, you really have to go on a cruise a number of times to get acclimated to all the stuff that's available. That's you know, uh, there isn't a way, no matter what they say, no matter what they send you is first time, you know, you have to watch this. You have to do this. But you have to know about the parking. Sometimes if you, if you don't, you just, parking is a, because the parking is right next to the terminal. That helps. Uh, if you don't, you may be parking five miles away. Uh, yeah, and then on a lot, another thing we forgot to mention about the parking too is a lot of those further away lots, they will have shuttles for free that will take you to the pier. Right. pier. Uh, or to um, yeah, the Trumla 18 in that case. However, um, they're not going to, like Uber, you call them, they're going to show up, take you right there. Uh, the shuttle the thing might be like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to wait till we have 30 people right. before we do it. So you're on their time. When I'm on a cruise, I want to be on my time because it's my cruise, right? Or it's my vacation. So that's why I like parking at the port right there because I can walk. When I get out, like usually we get ship docks at six or something. Customs takes a while to go through. I'm off the ship by 7.38 and by 8.15, I'm already on my way home. Not that I want to go home quickly because I'm on vacation, but it's time to get back to reality. Um, I got a long drive and I want to get going so that I can get back home and, and start, you know, transforming and, and then reminisce about what I was just on. Uh, for me, my first time tip would be a uh, big tip is honestly just to get there the day before. I think that's, I've done it both that ways. Helps. Yeah, that I've helps. done it both ways. And I, I used to always be like, oh, I don't need to sleep the first day. And then come like three or four, everybody else's four o'clock is usually when you depart or five or whatever. Uh, everybody's excited up top and they're like, yeah, and this chips wah, wah, and it starts taking off and you're excited. I'm like, I want to lay down. You know what I mean? Cause even, even young kids, like you're just, 
you're done if you've been driving all night and stuff like that. So I say like, uh, um, yeah, get there the night before, save yourself the anxiety of missing anything, same as uh, missing a flight, whatever, just get there the day before, no issues. Um, what was your favorite highlight of the cruise, this cruise in particular overall? Highlight? Yes, yeah, being highlight. with my family. What a cheesy thing. Okay. The <laughs> highlight is, uh, I'm just playing. I would think uh, we really enjoyed the um, Ocean Lagoon. O o yeah, Oasis Lagoon. Oasis Cabana. Lagoon. You can put, Cabana. It, put it all together. Oasis <laughs> Lagoon uh, Cabana. Yeah, uh, that was beyond expectations. Um, there were other places, uh, other things. And who, who upsold you with that? Even though, even though, let me, let me also say too, um, I recommend it to them because it was an idea because there were so many of us. I saw the value in it as an idea. However, just to be transparent, I do not get any kickbacks from that stuff. So I don't get any sort of pay out of, um, that kind of stuff that you do on perfect day or any of those islands or excursions. I don't get any of that stuff. The only time, uh, I get any of that stuff is if you're in a group. And then we're all doing it as a group, like kind of thing. But I mean, a group meaning like multiple rooms, like eight rooms, 10 rooms, something like that. Um, so yeah, I have to agree the uh, perfect day I've been to, perfect day is my, by far my favorite uh, Royal Caribbean stop. Um, and I, most people that go there understand why. Um, in my opinion, way better than any other islands stop. But that's my opinion because um, there's just so much to do or so little to do, depending on which way you want to run your show. Um, the Gabbana was above and beyond. Um, what I thought it would be. So for me, the highlight would be kind of, uh, well, trike bike thing was really cool. And that was fun. That was the best excursion ever. So that's a highlight as far as an excursion goes, but overall experience and kind of being cheesy, like my dad here, uh, the cabana was really cool, but also that whole time as a family and perfect, perfect day in the Oasis lagoon was awesome. That whole day was just, just fun. Just chill. Everybody's relaxed and having fun. Everybody's enjoying it. So that was my and favorite. actually, and the junior suite. Okay, uh, that's fair. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, in this particular re, uh, cruise, because it was more affordable than normal, um, was a highlight. Yeah, I agree with that too. <clears throat> and and I'm going to go into, I, I'll mention it here, but I'm going to do a whole other podcast on it later. Um, we were also in a junior suite. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously that's what we both booked. Uh, we uh, went through the Royal Up program. My family went up through through the Royal Up, Royal Up program and won, uh, which was just luck of the draw. I've never won before. Um, and we got bumped up to a one-bedroom grand suite. And it was really surprising because I'd never done a junior suite before. Also, never done a one-bedroom grand suite. Also, probably will never do that again because those are ridiculously high-priced. But um, it was interesting to see the pros and cons side-by-side -side of two different rooms because... We, of course, went to visit my parents in their room and got to hang out with them there and see, you know, oh, look at this. This is really cool. I like how they, like you said, that walk-in closet was amazing. We have a suite that's three times or two times the price of yours. We didn't have a walk-in closet. But they had a walk-in bathroom. Right, but we had different things. Like, so a grand suite, a, a junior suite is roughly one and a half of a balcony room, of Ocean View balcony room. It's about that size. Okay, so most people, if you've been on a cruise, you kind of know what it's like. A grand suite one bedroom is two Ocean View balcony rooms together. One half is your bedroom and your bathroom. The other half is your seating area and your little kitchenette and your right. closets and stuff like that. And they have a little bar there and stuff like that. So I have videos that I did for both these rooms that will go out shortly, um, kind of going over all the stuff and also going over the pros and cons. And surprisingly, 
I will tell you, not to be a spoiler alert here, but not everything about the Grand Suite was better than the Junior Suite. Nope. So, so there are definitely things where I was like, oh, I actually like that better. I actually, you know, if I had to compare, obviously, the two in prices and I'm buying cash value for these things, I would take the Junior Suite over the... Grand Suite definitely has more perks, uh, but some of them are cool. Some of them are whatever. It depends on your liking and stuff. But I think the Junior Suite was better value for your money. You know, so it all... It's, it's, We'll go over that in another podcast, but I did want to go over that for everybody and also go over the Royal Up program and how that works. Um, let's see. On, based, on, based on that ship, the Adventure of the Seas, compared to other ships you've been on, do you prefer, like Oasis class, which are the biggest in the world currently, um, do you prefer smaller or larger ships and why? The larger ships have more... Compared to the smaller ships, everything's the same. I mean, they not the same, but they all have the same amenities. They all have the same luxuries. They all have the same normal stuff, except that when you go to the bigger ships, it's in a grander scale. You know, the all the rooms are basically the same. I mean, I don't believe that the rooms are different sizes they're probably they might be a little off on certain ships but they're roughly the same but they're I mean, all they're, yeah the they're all pretty so i'm not saying that if you go to a smaller ship you're going to have a bigger uh room when you get to the that's not going to happen but for the theater the shows are bigger right they have uh, oasis class ships have the water shows with the divers and the yeah. swimmers and all they don't have that on the ship because they don't have a pool they don't have that that thing's not there they don't have that. So there's a little bit of different stuff. They do have the ice rink, though. They do ice shows. Like you said, they do Broadway shows on Oasis class on the little ships. They don't because it's just not as big of an area. Um, but it's not, I, I won't say smaller is worse in any way in that sense. No. It's it's really different. It's what you like. I, I think that's the key. The scale. Yeah, the scale's <clears throat> different. And also, I will say this. If you're a uh, frugal person, right, and you like to save money because who doesn't like to save money? Um, and, it, and if you've looked at like Icon of the Seas, for instance, that's their newest ship that's coming out. That's really expensive. Um, you're talking right now about six to $7,000 for two people in an, a balcony room. Right. That's, all, that's almost double what you could do on some of these other ships. If you like the smaller ships and you're cool with it and you think they're fun or whatever, they are a great value because they are going to be always going to be cheaper. The older ships are always cheaper than the hot new commodity. So right now, Wonder of the Seas is the hottest ship because it's the newest and Okay. Eventually icon's not out yet, but it's coming soon. Um, once icon comes out, icon, it'll be expensive. Well, it is right now. You can still book it and stuff, but, but then wonder will start calming down. And then later next this year and later in 24 utopia comes out, which then means wonder what no one cares. Then they want utopia. So then you can start getting discounts. And then you go back to like the Oasis, which was the first one. Well, that one might be a steal, you know, it just depends on what they're going to add to the bigger ships. Right. That's all. Yeah. And you I can, mean, and you can, and you said that, uh, they had, um, a water slide that, Oh, and went, the dry slide and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That went. And that's only because the bigger ships can have handle. That. Yeah. And because they have 20 uh, decks yeah, versus 15 versus 12. Yeah, and they have just more space to put stuff. So um, so you you don't mind. uh, You're not opposed to either one. It's more port heavy for you and what you like and kind of you're comfortable at it. You're free going as far as that goes. You don't. It doesn't. Because I know you've been on a lot of different ships. You've been on more 
classes than I had been on. Right. So, and you would, you variety of yeah, ships. Is, yeah. So that's cool. That's cool. That's yeah, a good so, answer. Uh, I'm the same way. I, I like, I've been on, uh, the Mar the Mariner. I've been on a lot of Oasis, all the Oasis class pretty much, uh, except for symphony. Um, but the, uh, the Mariner, I'm sorry, the Voyager class ships are, I think are great. Um, are they as big and as, uh, like, like that as an Oasis class? No, but I had a great time on both of them. Um, my wife, on the other hand, she comparatively, if she had to compare the two, she likes the Oasis class better because she likes the bigger solarium. She likes the solarium bigger on the other. Well, that's the and other that, thing. And, and, and I said, into, but it wasn't like she didn't like the solarium on the other one. She was like, this is fine. Yeah. It's nice. It's way nicer than being at your house, like doing nothing. Right. So she wasn't like being a snob. She was just like, but if you're asking me to pick between this one or this one, I would take this one. And because well, this is what I like. it depends on like the pool. Yeah. I mean, the pool on this ship was smaller in comparison to the, what's the other, the, the bigger ships. The bigger ships had bigger, had longer. They had bigger pools. They had more pools, too. They had more pools, yeah. but they also were uh, not Olympic size. But No, they're nowhere close. Cruise ships are not going to have big pools in general on them because they just don't but, have that much space. But they're going to have way more pools. They Like Oasis class, I want to say, if you don't count, the, they count whirlpools as pools, too. Uh, just uh, well, when you say they say they have 13 pools, they don't have 13 pools, but they might have like six or something on there. Um, whereas the other ships like this ship we were on uh, maybe had three or two or something like it's because it's just smaller scale. Um, and they might be, the they might be a little bit long. You're not going to do laps in it. No, 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 no. no These no. are more like wading around in pools right. and just kind of chilling. That's pools. what I'm saying. But the other pool, the, the, the bigger ships did have areas that you could do a lap. Yeah, yeah, so, a mini lap, and you could do like they have beach pools on the other ships where like you did the ground just slopes in. They have cantilevered whirlpools off the side of the ship that are ginormous that hold like fifty people. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's that stuff. So it's just a different. It's really not fair to compare them because they're just totally different entities. Yeah, but on this ship had the um, uh, the wave uh, the flow rider. Oh, oh yeah, and that's the thing too. On this ship, you'll have a flow rider. A Oasis class ship will have two flow riders because okay. it's bigger. This one has a golf course. That one has a golf course. Like this one, you know, they all have roughly all the same stuff. There's every ship in Royal Caribbean has a, a little uniqueness to each little ship because they want you to obviously go on other ships. They don't want they don't they're not clones. They're, they could be close to clones, but they're not clones. They might change the restaurant here. They might put this restaurant you like only on this one ship. If you're if you like right. a zoomy and you want to eat in the Royal Promenade, well then you get on an adventure, you you know suck it up, Buttercup, you know like so that those kind of things they might do that. This one might have a the Oasis class ships will have laser tag. The Oasis class ships will have the anthem, anthem class will have bumper cars. Um and the and the and the I can't remember the, the North Pole where it goes up in that dome and it swings around the ship and you can get these great views from above the sea deck, uh, the deck highest deck and all that stuff. Those are things that if you want to do that, you have to go on those class of ships. So it's kind of cool. You uh, asked me about. First time tips for first timers. Yeah. It's like, think of it as buying a car. Think of it as buying a car or buying a house or something like that. You know, originally you start and all you want is if you want a house, it's just shelter yeah. and rooms and all this other stuff. Once you've lived in it, then you know that you want a bigger kitchen. Yeah. You want your bedroom to be a little bit bigger. You want this in a car. So you had an AM, well, they don't make that anymore, but like an AM uh, radio. You said, what do you need an FM for? Well, the point is, once you've had an FM, you don't want to go back. 
Yeah. And all this is is you experience this stuff, you know what you want, yep. and then you can make your choice. Yeah, and I have a client doing on. that right now. They just got back off a Wonder of the Seas cruise, which is the biggest cruise ship in the world. That was their first cruise ever. Um, and now they've already scheduled another one. Act, conveniently enough, this is actually going to be on the Adventure of the Seas, which is pretty funny. Um, and they're excited because they've seen the best of the best as far as we know right now that's physically available right now. But now they want to go down to the adventure because they want to see like, okay, that was really cool. And that was kind of insane with all the, uh, and then now they want to go to this and see what this is like. And then, they, and then eventually they'll try another class and eventually they'll try another class. And then after they do all that, whatever their favorite is, they'll do their favorite. Right. You know? So, so that, I think that's really cool. And I really like that. I really, I, I enjoy trying a ship, um, any ship for the first time, just cause I like to experience that. Um, so do you have any, <laughs> I kind of already know this answer, but any upcoming cruises planned? Not Put you on I the spot. Boo. Okay. That's fine. All right. Well, <laughs> that was, that was a little, uh, just try to be funny there. All right. So that was it. Let's wrap this up. This has been a long, uh, podcast here. So I'm probably going to, well, if you're listening to it on podcast form, I'm probably going to cut this up into a couple of episodes, but either way, uh, Joel, thank you for spending time with us at the JK to travel podcast. Um, it was cool. It was, I hope it was very informative to everybody here. And I plan to do some more of these in the future. Um, and like I said, I'm going to do one over about the Royal up program and kind of give people a heads up to that. Some little tips I used and maybe you'll get lucky too. It's just a luck of the draw. So, um, but it was really neat. And, uh, then I'll do another podcast where I'm going to go over, um, uh, my room, uh, the, the one bedroom grand suite that we had, and then kind of compare it to the, the junior suite that we would have had. And that I got to see, cause luckily enough, my parents were on board. So I got to see that suite and kind of compare and contrast the pros and cons of each. And, you know, ultimately I think you kind of got it from this one, but which one I would probably do in the future. If money was no object, I would probably, you know, junior suite. but, <laughs> but, uh, probably. we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks Joel again for the time on the podcast here. And without further ado, we're going to end. Vacation Travel Podcast, episode number 13. See ya!